Blog Talk Radio. be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time and at that time your people shall be delivered everyone who is found written in the book and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt Thank you. 
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Pray their future for their lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Thank you for your determination to get me over the hump associated with some of my weaknesses. I praise you for that. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that every listener to this program, even the ones that have come and gone, I pray that you will bring them through that hump, over each one of the humps that they have to get over, every hill, every challenge, every valley, every well that they have to fall into, every refiner's fire moment all of the testing, whatever it takes, Father, for us to be in alignment with your purity, with the will, in harmony with it, and be happy there, even though the days that we're heading into will likely bring us to places of sadness because, as Jesus called it, you're entering into the beginning of sorrows. So, Father, we would believe that we're not only entering into the beginning of sorrows, but given the timeline and things that we're seeing happening around us, we have already entered into the sorrows period. Not that it is as sorrowful as it will become. And we do definitely hope, Father, and we pray that we're able to do wonderful things for you, glorify you, bring as many people along as we possibly can, help people, love people, visit the orphans, help the widows, do whatever it is that we need to do, arrive in a level of humility, arrive with a contrite spirit, come to that place, Father God, that we're walking in the gifts of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. Father, let's, we pray, Father, for each of us that we will receive the appropriate level of refiner's fire training that we need to overcome whatever it is, whatever attributes that are associated with our personality, feeling sorry for ourselves, raising my hand, whatever it takes, Father, whatever it is that we're going through, frustrations, uh, outbursts of anger, all those things are called out in your scripture. They can affect our inheritance. They can affect our rewards. Most of us, Father, we admit that at this point we're so weary, we'll just be happy to arrive at all. But we would love 
to be able to do the most wonderful job that we can do for you. And we understand the magnitude of, of this opportunity. And we pray that you will fill us all with love for you that overflows us so totally that a change cannot help but happen. Uh, the change that is not definable and changes other people's lives just by our presence. We pray, Father God, that we will fall in love with Jesus, that that love will increase in an intense intimacy where we desire to sing songs to him and talk to him about the most intimate things alone and in the dark, not that's outside of our normal prayer lives. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that if there are any one of the attributes that are identified in Colossians chapter 3, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Galatians chapter uh, 5, verses 19, 20, 21, um, Father God, if there are any of those attributes that we are carrying within us, that we will seek you for more refining and be prepared adequately to be able to address those as they come, giving praise and knowing that at the end of whatever that timeline is, that you will answer those prayers, believing it and praising you in advance, knowing beyond any shadow of a doubt, having absolutely no doubts, that you will answer those. You're not going to answer them the way that we think that you will. You won't, definitely won't answer them as expediently as we would like you to. But we know that you will eventually. And that is part of the testing. That is part of the refining. And we praise you for that, Father, because none of us want to miss. None of us want to miss the opportunity to be in your presence, to be in the presence of Jesus at the wedding supper of the Lamb. Not just called, but chosen. Not just part of the, the rapture, but a part of the first fruits barley harvest. Not really, yes, deep inside, because we would love to get out of the darkness and the, and the sick, twisted, abominable things that we ha are forced to partake in and or not partake in but be subject to in one way or another today um but also father because um we love you we want to have an opportunity to see you we want the prayer in jude to become our reality and now to him our lord jesus who's able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless father before your presence with exceeding joy even though we've dorked up real bad and to you, our Father, who alone is awesome, incredible, words cannot describe, so merciful, so long-suffering, so incredible, so loving. Father, we just pray in Jesus' name that you are glorified, mercy, dominion, power, everything, Father, all the glory of all the, all the beings and all the quadrillions of universes, Father, that are out there that we cannot even define nor see. We pray that they will all lift you up and glorify you forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to have to, for those of you who are not the fastest listeners in the world, I will apologize in advance. You'll have to key it up a notch, um, maybe drink a couple of cups of coffee right before bed, which, of course, is always a really wise practice. Just joking. But anyway, um, uh, but I'm going to have to speak lightning fast because we, we got uh, Michael Snyder, who's very popular, and for all the reasons that are the right reasons, praise Jesus. And he's going to be joining us at 9 o'clock. But I got I got a quadrillion things I got to get out. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'll give it a try. But anyway, first things first, um, kids, you guys ready? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, kids. We, it's that time of the season. It's season. It's, it's a season. We're going to pretty much leave any time now. But why did the Christmas tree keep falling over, kids? Because it had no legs. <laughs> right? No legs. Come on. Okay. It's not too bad. Actually, I got a fake one, so it's got legs. All right. Uh, what is a bird's favorite Christmas story? The Finch Who Stroll Christmas. Right, kids? You like that, don't you? Hallelujah. It's got a lot of Christian symbolism. The Grinch that stole Christmas. A lot of Christmas. Why do those who's down in Whoville keep on singing? Sing, sing, sing. I've taken all their earthly possessions away, and they're still singing. Oh, the symbolism. Oh, if we only understood who we are in Christ, and we'd see it everywhere. To the pure, all things are pure. First Titus, uh, Titus 1.15, praise God. Hey, hey, now, don't be booing Titus 1.15. I know you like the butt. Okay. All right, must have been a misunderstanding. All right, what is a bird's favorite Christmas story? Well, I already covered that one, so maybe I'll go to the next one. It's been a heck of a day. All right, praise God. What did one snowman say to another snowman? Think about it. Work on it. Spanky. Taking notes. Nope. You're cool. <laughs> You're cool. Maybe cool, but cool, cool sounds cooler, doesn't it? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. That's enough for you kids. You've had enough. I don't have enough. I don't have any more time. That's just too bad. Go get some ice cream. Your parents will give it to you, I'm sure. But okay. There you go. All right, praise God. So my quick, um, I'm going to head right into it because I don't have time otherwise. But first, I'm going to give, give you the fastest possible testimony I can possibly give you. All right. It's going to be hard to believe. I'm going to have to talk as fast as I can. Um, it, it's, I'll have to leave a lot of stuff out, too, because to stitch together the entire story, um, it would take too long, and it go, would go back several years because it's all interrelated. But I'll stay on the last three weeks. Um, but anyway, so one of the ways that the God, I've been praying that he would refine me and do whatever he has to do to hurt me, kill me, burn my house down. I don't care, but I, I want to make the barley harvest. I want to make the first fruits rapture. And um, I'm unqualified. I know it. There's just no possible way I could if God wasn't merciful. So anyway, all that being said, I my hopes, I have my hopes and I'm, I talk to the Lord about it all the time, I'm, and I do tell him, please, refine, whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do, do it. Well, guess what? He answered, gangbusters. So I, here goes. So I've had the most impossible series of events happen to me, and they're very difficult to articulate because nobody would believe it in the wildest dreams. 
Matter of fact, I just talked to Terry Hill because she didn't get the word that uh, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania. So she was like, oh, I'll be happy to join you this Sunday. But unfortunately, we, you know, I'm not going to be doing the show. I'm going to be in Pennsylvania with my family. So to restate once again, 16, 17, 18, 19, 16, 17, 18, 19 to December, I am not going to be doing shows. And if I can put up a uh, best of show as a placeholder, I'll try. But with all the craziness happening, not not possible thus far. Next, 23, 24, 25, 26, not doing any shows. 23, 24, 25, 26. If I change my mind, I'll let you know because actually I don't really have much going on, but the Lord could come through and bless me. Now, all that being said, that's it. The normal show schedule resumes in its entirety as of the 27th of December with no interruptions. All right, God's will be done. And if it's not his will, then, hey, maybe I'll get a meteor and it'll hit me right in the head and I can go home. All right, praise God. That would be the best Christmas present ever. All right, or my plane going into the, the you know, as long as I can save all the souls on the plane and get them to, you know, repent real quick, uh, you know, and call out in the name of Jesus for all those who call out upon the name of the Lord, Acts 2.21, shall be saved. All right, but that's limited to the people that are right on the very last second of their existence. But anyway, praise God. So, um I want to share this with you because there's a lot of, uh, you know, first I'm going to tell you about this impossible coincidence as fast as I can. I'm watching the clock. I'm staring right at it. I'm trying to watch it. All right. Now, um, so over time, I've had upgrades done to the house. I've told you that I had to get my, I had to pass a homeowner's inspection. I asked for a prayer over that because of the insurance, all that kind of stuff. Well, it turns out that the guy that came to do the homeowner's inspection was a Christian. I had my car barked out in the driveway. He saw the big, gigantic Jesus sign on the back of the window. And um, we, we talked an awful lot about the end times, and it went very well. And anyway, long story short, he took snapped the pictures, looked at everything. Well, I had done some upgrades on the house a while back that I was trying to get the electric bill done. And long story there, but I'm going to leave that out. But it, it all kind of worked. You know, even though it was several years ago, it all caused me to pass the because virtually everything that's looked at a four-point inspection had been fixed. Uh, as part of normal natural upgrades. One of those things was having paying many, many hundreds of dollars to have my family room, which is a combination room, rather large. Um, uh, it, you know, the whole ceiling had to be redone because I've been here for 22 years and the old air conditioners would leak on occasion and they had air handler upstairs. Different things would happen, toilets leak. And then, of course, it would come down and trash the ceiling and then you try to cover it with kilts and it would never work and always look sloppy. And then I finally just broke loose and I ended up having to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to have that all properly sanded down, spackled, you know, professionally, and all that kind of stuff, and it looked absolutely gorgeous. That was a while back. Actually, it was about two weeks before Thanksgiving. So anyway, long story short, then I come up, and I'm just telling you about the trials and tribulations of the fiery fires because God had to do this to me because I have a, uh, one of my weaknesses is, I, is self-control. When I get if you push me too hard or push my buttons and I got it coming at me from 7,000 different directions and, you, and, and, and I fall off the cliff because I'm like, I, this can't be happening to me. I can't take it anymore. You know, that's an outburst of anger. That's called out in Galatians 5.19, and I needed to get over that. And I've been praying about it and asking the Lord to help me. Please refine me. Do whatever you got to do. Shut my hair on fire. Whatever. Okay. Well, he let loose. Um, so anyway, I got... So I'll just tell you, I, I, hopefully you remember what I've laid out thus far because it's directly relevant to the rest of the story, the rest of the story. But anyway, so 
just before in, in Florida, there are certain types of pests that are unique to the state of Florida. The the list is rather large. We're famous for alligators and cockroaches that are the size of you know, I don't know, softballs, <laughs> whatever. But um, they call them palmetto bugs. I don't know, but they're cockroaches. But anyway, um, but if you anyway, they're they're not r- real problematic if you know what you're doing and you know how to take care of your house. Now, all that being said, my house is the most tree. I have more trees in my house in the entire cul-de-sac and the entire neighborhood. It's, it's a sizable uh, subdivision, and I have more trees than anybody. As a matter of fact, you can look at Google Earth, and all you got to do is, you know, from Google Earth, look down and look for the house that has the gigantic trees all around it, and it's mine. The rest of them don't. Just me. I'm the one. Well, because of the fact that I happen to be a tree hugger and fell in love with all the trees and love them and all that kind of stuff, uh, it comes with it a penalty. And um, because there is an indigenous creature to Florida. Now, they may be indigenous in other parts of the United States to some lesser degree, but they are world famous here in this state, I can tell you. And you can talk to just about anybody down here that they've had problems with and they know about them. They've dealt with it. Now, if your house isn't surrounded by trees, your problem will be much lesser and you probably won't have, you know, your, your likelihood of having a problem is very low. But if you're like me and your house is 22 years old and you're just surrounded with massive 60-foot trees, 50-foot trees, that kind of stuff, you're going to have a problem. These things are known as roof rats. They're also known as fruit rats. They have different nicknames. They are one of the most intelligent uh, rodents in the entire world. They make squirrels look retarded. And um, they're scary smart. And I'm not going to get into the stories over the years of my battles with them, but because of the trees, they will find out. I mean, this is how smart they are. Let's say you open up the garage and you decide you're going to do some yard work. So you open up the garage because you got yard work equipment in there. You go out, you start doing some weed wagging, this, that, and the other thing. Those doggone things will go running into your garage. You won't see them. And they'll look for a hole somewhere, anywhere they can find it. And they can squeeze into a hole the size of a quarter. And they will uh, get in your house. And they, they have babies, like, faster than anything. You know, they may, they give rabbits, like, the reward for being the fastest reproducing. That's baloney. Nothing reproduces faster than a roof rat. And they're actually kind of cute, I'll be frank with you. But they're surprisingly intelligent. They're not especially large, uh, but they're big enough. And y- you don't want them around. And they do damage to the inside of your house. And I won't get into all that. They're problematic. And I've been fighting, fighting them like Caddyshack now for the last you know, 20 years that I've been living here, off and on here and there. And I'd find countermeasures and get rid of them for a pretty long time. And then somehow one one way or the other, one would, you know, figure it out. Anyway, so I paid tons and tons of money, and I do mean tons, uh, somewhere to the tune of $30,000 to have my house because uh, uh, of high electric bills and hurricanes and things like that. Um, I, um, long story short, I, I you know, I, I, Part of that was to seal everything up like a tuna can because I didn't want those doggone things finding a way in from the outside. Bottom line is I'm sick and tired of dealing with it. Anyway, and and it's it's not like it's ever, all the time. You know, it's like I go sometimes for years and I don't see a single one. I have a problem. But also we are – the fourth seal is occurring and it says, and the beast of the earth. And we all know that, that around the world there are anomalies that are occurring with the animals, uh, goats that are taking over entire towns and whales. Uh, animals are running in circles right now. Birds are flying in circles around with them. It's all the same stuff that we were seeing in 2012 that was driving people crazy. Well, now a whole bunch of woken up brand new YouTubers are going, what is this? And thank God there a lot of them are connecting it to the end times, which is good. Praise God. But it's nothing new. 
Um, and, it, and I don't understand the cycles, but it's happening now. Um, and a lot of other things are, and I probably probably see a whole lot of repeat issues that we saw back in 2012. But for the people that didn't wake up back then and don't have any idea of it, they're going to think it's all new. Well, it's not all new, but we've been doing this a long time. Anyway, so praise God for that. I, I'm setting that aside, but the animals of the earth. So these, so the, you know, we know that phenomenon is happening, and I am telling you, these roof rats have they're way more aggressive now. And when I say aggressive, they just they're aggressive. So uh, they're not going to like jump on your lap and try to rip off, you know, bite your eyeballs out or anything like that. It's nothing like that. But they're they're aggressive enough that they will, you know, walk right through the middle of your living room and look right at you. <laughs> OK, that is a phenomenon I have never seen before in 21 years of living in this house, give or take. All right. Now, all that being said. I'm an expert at getting rid of them, and I was uh, and I have a loose water pipe inside the walls that acts as a bellwether. Because if one of them sneaks in a house, you want to know it right away. Because otherwise, they're going to reproduce, and you're going to have thousands of them in about two weeks. Uh, definitely hundreds, probably close to a thousand. They really do re- reproduce that fast, and it's a terrible thing to have to deal with that. Anyway, so long story short, um, I heard to my t- horror, ding a ding a ding a ding, that pipe uh the day this is my firing this is my trials and tribulations and refiners fire stuff going on god is allowing this to happen to me probably having satan do his thing you know the job deal um and i asked for it i asked for it and i got it you know you asked for it you got it toyota but anyway so I heard the ding 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 I and of course, you know, I'm I'm conditioned now, so I'm just like in Caddyshack, and I, I literally sit straight up in bed. It's 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, no! And I knew one of them was in, and I was like, okay, it's war! And I, you know, and I know what I'm doing now. I know exactly what poisons to throw up, and, you know, if you're an animal lover and you're like, no, don't poison them, too bad. Go to someplace else to listen to another testimony. I kill them, and I kill them with great anger. Well, not great anger, but I kill them. And I kill them fast, I kill them hard, and I do whatever I have to do to take them out. Now, um, I believe that Satan, Satan was involved in the creation of these creatures, <laughs> okay? And that's as simple as, as far as I'm going with it. So anyway, um, and I know exactly what poisons to buy. By the way, the one that I buy is outlawed in the state of California because some, some of the wackos out there, are um, they actually believe that their teeny wee little pet Fluffy, the little yap-yap dog, died because they ate a rat that got killed by one of these, you know, this particular poisons. But look what else wacky stuff California does. So no surprises there. But anyway, it works extremely well. One little bite, one teeny-weeny little nibble, and they will – they die. It's as simple as that. They just die. And quite honestly, if they know how to get out of the house, they'll leave before they die. And the reason I know that is because if they die in your house, which I've gone through that, you'll get these big black flies for about three days. It's not as bad as people think. And everybody's like, oh, it's going to make your whole house stink. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Let me tell you something. The damage they'll do to your house, the electrical wires that they'll eat, the pipes that will burst inside your walls because they sharpen their teeth and when they want the water. Let me tell you something. Kill them! Now, all that being said, this particular seal four, seal number four, behold a pale horse and the animals and the beast of the earth, this particular event was unbelievable. So I am literally one day before Thanksgiving, I ha- my daughter's coming over to help me cook. I lay out probably one of the world's largest and most amazing home-cooked from scratch layouts. I've never seen anybody do what I do. Never. 
ever. Not even close. I show people pictures of it, and they, it's just like, no way. And I'm like, yep, man, you didn't do that all yourself. Well, my daughter, you know, she puts together some of the gold stuff the night before. But anyway, um, long story short, so I'm and, – and, of course, right now with all the layoffs, the recession, J.P. Morgan Chase saying it's going to be a hurricane, scaring the heck out of everybody. All the companies are tightening up their belts. Companies are laying off like crazy. The tech sector is taking a hit. It's unbelievable. Of course, that's affecting my company. Everybody's freaking out. They're going to do a reorg, so a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. I heard that I probably won't, so that's a blessing. Please keep praying for me, but let me tell you something. The person they're going to put me under has more energy than these rats. And she's very nice, and she likes me, but let me tell you something. She travels all over the world, and if I end up working for her, she's going to expect me to work like she works, and then that you might as well just draw a big, black, sharpie X over my head, because at the age of 61, I cannot keep up with that. Period. Now, all that being said, just please keep praying for me. I do pray for you. I assure you, in tears, I beseech God for every single listener of this program that you will make the barley harvest and that we will all be productive and bear fruit now. All right, praise God. Whether it is a prayer ministry, spiritual warfare, whatever it is that you're led to do, giving, touching people's lives, I pray very fervently for you. And I beseech you, please mention me to the Lord, especially regarding my job. So the God, so Father decided that he was going to con- continue massive refiner's fire on me. I guess he figured maybe I might actually pass for once. And he threw the kitchen sink. So anyway, so these things get in the house. I couldn't figure out how. I paid another contractor. I paid, I paid an exterminator to come out. They're worthless. Don't even bother. All they want to do is sell you services. And then um, I uh, – uh, and he looked – I didn't even talk about it. Then I paid another guy to come out. I paid him a lot to go through the house, crawl over it. I wanted him to go on the roof every single inch, caulk it, caulk it, caulk it, anything that even looks like a crack, whatever, caulk it, patch it. And then he even went around and he put the brand-new fresh – because my, my house has just been fr- brand-new painted. So he went and touched it all up, did a fabulous job. And doggone it if they didn't still find a way in. The day before Thanksgiving, before cooking Thanksgiving. And I'm and jingy jingy jing and I'm like flipping out. And I got these things, did doggone running through my master bedroom, fighting in the middle of my master bedroom. My dogs are like looking around going, What's that? You know, because boxers are totally worthless when it comes to that kind of thing. You you need like a uh, a hot dog dog. You need a dachshund, a dash hound. Those things will ferret them out. That's what they were designed to do, by the way. That's why they have the long, skinny bodies. They were actually bred so they would go into holes and fetch vermin for whoever wanted them to, you know, fetch. But anyway, so, um, or a really big, mean alley cat kind of thing, you know, but, you know, anyway, which I'm kind of thinking about going and getting myself one. I, I, you know, I got to go to the Humane Society and look for a big old mean one that stands up about a foot tall. But anyway, because um, those are usually your good mousers, and I, I need them to be able to go in and out the dog dog door and find them bad boys uh, proactively, you know. Kind of like a search and destroy mission, you know. You, you send out your, your platoon, and they go on point, and they kind of hunt them down and take them out. Like I pray for warrior angels to do for me. Well, anyway, so um, now I'm at a full war stat, stature, okay? These things are very bold. I've never seen that kind of behavior before. Uh, one o'clock in the morning, I heard one of them in my bedroom. Hey, that's pretty creepy. I, I literally grab my BB gun. I, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm telling you the truth because I knew it was in my master bedroom. I could hear the wrestling sound, and there ain't no way that's going to happen. I have no, nothing doing. 
So I am now, it's about 1.30 a.m., I am now crawling on my, look, I'm, I'm about 300 pounds. I get a big fat stomach. I'm working on it. It's very hard because my blood pressure medication, I almost have to eat next to nothing uh, to lose weight. It's insane. But anyway, all that being said, to, to imagine all this, I'm literally crawling on my stomach, okay, with a BB with a BB rifle in my hand, fully pumped up, Crossman, and I've got a tactical, exceedingly bright flashlight in my mouth. It's like a scene out of Caddyshack, and I'm crawling at 1:30 a.m. across, you know, wriggling across the floor of my bedroom to capture this thing. Well, believe it or not, I found that son of a gun because these uh, tactical flashlights are so bright. When you shine it in their faces, they they freeze. So I froze him with the tactical flashlight, and I pointed the crossman right at him to take him out. And I'll be doggoned if it didn't do a dark. I mean, it practically bounced off of him. And I'm like, this is, you know, and I I, I did some research and found out why because you got to use pellets and there's other things but um so now i got he's running all over the place because i closed up one of the the poles that need to be patched and i've I've had a lot of work done and plumbers cut access panels and the and you forget about them because you you know whatever you, you have a dresser in front of it so anyway long story short i said i've got to close everything up so i hire another contractor to come into the house and he closed up every single hole that he can find in the meantime, I knew that there were a couple of places that need to be closed up, so I had to put access panels on them in the master bedroom, so I did that. So all the holes are closed up. Everything's closed up. Now they're trapped inside you know, the, the crawl space above the house or, or the walls or inside the walls. I don't know how many there are, but I can still hear the ching a ching So then I, I ordered uh, the Tomcat with the bromelain or whatever it's called. Here, I'll tell you, for those of you who might actually have these kinds of problems, this stuff is amazing. Um, Amazon... And I will go, and I'll just type in Tomcat, and um, here we go, Tomcat bait chunks. Here it is. Let me scroll in quickly. Oh, I'm going to run out of time. This is the kind of stuff that takes insane. Okay, it's called bromethylene, bromethylene, Tomcat bait chunks. You can also get other varieties of it, bait, uh, seeds, all kinds of stuff, but the bromethylene, you cannot allow your animals, your, your pets, your cats, it can't be thrown anywhere where any of your animals will go. But you can throw it in the overhead, uh, your crawl space, because if you know your animals are never going to go in that area, then you can toss it all over the place up there. Well, that's what I did. I threw a whole uh, 1.8 kilogram, four-pound bucket, almost every single chunk, up in the crawl space above the house. Within one and a half days, they're all gone. Not a sound. So anyway, so, but anyway, this is all going on over Thanksgiving. I mean, literally after we finished Thanksgiving dinner, I sat down. I was absolutely exhausted. It was about 9 p.m. and I was still awake and I'm sitting there just like so exhausted and hurting. And one of them dang things just walks out right in the middle of my uh, living room floor and he looks at me. I'm running out of time. This is killing me. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to leave you go. Uh, long story short, I was able to get rid of him until I heard the jinga jinga jing just the other day. And I'm like, this is not possible. Because I'm like, everything is sealed. So I knew at least one made it in. Now, the good good news is that there was no jinga 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 the next day, which means that he ate some of the bait that I had up there, so he's toast. All right, but I don't want him getting it at all. So anyway, um, uh, I figured out what they're doing. My dogs have been running in and out of the dog door so much and so fast so many times that the flap that's magnetic and holds down the seal, um, it's all bent. 
So they're actually coming in the porch and figuring out. That's why the one was in my, my family room because that's where the dog door is. He was coming in and out there. And so he like kind of stopped and looked at me because he was on his way out. Well, then I was like, I put two and two together, and I'm like, I got to fix this dog door, and I got to put countermeasures out there. So anyway, I didn't really have time because of the insanity at work, the long hours, and all the craziness is going on, the radio shows and everything else on a design, which I'm about to tell you. But anyway, um, so I I uh, I said, I, I you know, between meetings, I was like, oh, I got to be on another billion dollar customer meeting. I you know, I've only got you know seven minutes before the meeting starts. I think that's enough time. I'd run downstairs and I'd open up some of the countermeasures that I bought. And one of the things I bought was critter repellent. It's it, what's called bobcat urine in the form of like a sand, right? And I opened up the container really quick and I went outside and I poured it along the runways along the edge of the house all the way up to the dog door and then around on the other side and then I just let it go. Well, none of them came in. No jinky jinky jink. So the countermeasures of the bobcat urine has, at least for the time being, until the first rain, uh, maybe a little bit thereafter, but they're not coming in right now, which is good. Now, I, and I've got tons of other countermeasures, but I don't have time to set them up before i got to fly out tomorrow night because right after work, i got to run to the airport and make a 745 flight, which means it's going to board at 7 and I don't have any time. i really got to haul. Matter of fact, I'm going to leave a little bit early and actually stuff bananas. If anybody gets mad, it's too bad. I've already told one of my bosses I'm going to leave early, and he said fine. So anyway, long story short, that isn't even it. So you might say, boy, John, that's a lot of stuff to have to put up with. Right. Well, it is. And I'm dealing with all this stuff. Another, Like I said, recently another one got in. I needed to put up the countermeasures. I needed to do it before I go to Pennsylvania. I'm going to be leaving at about 4.30 from work, and I'm going to run over there. I need to pack. I needed to do wash. I need to get everything ready. I'm still not packed and ready. Okay, I still got to do that. I got to wedge it in, some, in the sanity of tomorrow's work day. I got to somehow figure out how I'm going to do that. I, I, you know, uh, It's just absolutely insane. But so this morning I'm, I'm up early, I'm, and I got extra early, so I set aside a half an hour of my time. Now, but oh no, 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 it's the night before. My bad. And anyway, the night before I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a little bit of time Tuesday night late. I had to do some things. But anyway, long story. I go out and I'm starting to set up the countermeasures. I go out and I, and I open up the garage door where I've got some of the countermeasures. I have to go and get my gloves because you got to wear you got to wear surgical gloves because if they smell anything that smells anything like a human being, they won't go near it. So there's no point in setting traps or anything like that if you're not wearing surgical gloves. They won't touch it. So anyway, um, uh, so I was getting ready to set all that stuff up. I got these T-Rex traps that are absolutely deadly. Cuts them in half. I mean, it's amazing. And um, and you know what? And and I I had to get a, get the countermeasures out. Because I don't have time to install a new $1,000 Wi-Fi activated, you know, and everybody's complaining about them anyway, so I don't think I'm going to do that anyhow. But anyway, here's the thing. So then... I'm in the middle. I'm like, I, I got 30 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and set up these straps and do it and everything and get it. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I, you know, I got an hour. And I open up my garage door to go out and get my surgical gloves. It's completely flooded. There's water everywhere. Now, remember, I just had my four-point inspection by the guy that, that was a Christian. They passed me on the four-point inspection, so I was able to get my homeowner's insurance, which was a miracle from Jesus. But now I open up my garage door, and the whole thing is flooded. My hot water heater is leaking like crazy all over the place. By the way, that's one of the four points, hot water heater. What an amazing thing that my hot water heater is blowing up water every all over the place. So I'm like looking at all this going, now normally I would be throwing things across the room. I'd probably be dropping it. I'd be so angry at this point, I'd probably be dropping a couple of F-bombs. And, um, and I didn't. 
I really didn't. I, I just turned around very calmly. I walked back into the kitchen. I laid down on the counter, the countermeasures. I walked back out into the garage. I got the mop. I started to mop stuff up, and I thought, well, I better call an emergency plumber and figure out what I'm going to do. In the meantime, I have a gorilla shelf that blocks access to the hot water heater. I had to dis you know, take out the screws. Fortunately, it wasn't full of stuff, and I was able to just move it on my own across the other side of the garage. So the access to it, and there's water everywhere. It's a mess. And I had to, like, there's electrical things. I don't want to, I don't want to die from electrical shock. That's not a good way to go. But anyway, long story short, it was a mess. I go up and call the plumber. And the plumber says, first, time, first I can make it out there is about 8 o'clock tomorrow. Will you be okay? I said, yeah, because the water will just drain out in the street. So he's like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow at 8. So in the meantime, i got to do this meeting with this gazillion-dollar company, and if I miss it, I'm a dead man. I'm dead. Or, I'm so dead that dead can't dead – is, dead isn't even an adequate word. I'm so dead. I'd be fired so fast. I mean, they would literally call me and fire me 30 minutes after the meeting was over because I didn't make it on time. So anyway, long story short, I, I yeah, right, long story short, ha, 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 giggle, giggle. But anyway, water everywhere. Plumber's coming at 8 o'clock this morning. I've, I've got the rats under control, or so it seems. So, so, and I know where they're coming in at, which is great. I've got the new flap for the door, which needs to be installed. I'm going to try to sneak that in at lunch tomorrow, pretending as if I can actually take one. I'm going to hope for it. I'm going to throw my pack everything so I'll be able to run to the airport hopefully tomorrow. Wink, wink. Praise God. And then, but the plumber shows up, and I knew that it was a three-person outfit that he started the job. He started the company because he felt that other plumbers were robbing the customers, and he felt that that was unethical. Well, when he shows up, we were sharing notes. Turns out that he is a Pentecostal pastor, Holy Spirit film, tongue speaking. Pentecostal pastor. And I'm like, wow. Now, I didn't waste his time and tell him the kind of stuff that I do, because quite honestly, I didn't have the time to do it. I had to get back up to a meeting, a Zoom meeting, you know, in my office. So I told him, I said, you know what? Um, I said, you know, you, and by the way, he saw the gigantic Jesus sign because my car was backed out in the driveway. He saw the Jesus sign in the front of my house. He saw the Jesus flag, the purple and gold Jesus flag on the house. So he knew. <clears throat> and, and he was like, well, I need to give you a quotation. Well, he goes over to the hot water heater, and here's the miracle. Now, I prayed over this. I don't want to get rid of my hot water heater. I'll tell you why. Because it's an 80-gallon hot water heater, and I like to take long showers, and sometimes I have people in the house, and a 50-gallon doesn't cut it because you're going to get cold water. Well, anyway, so when I replaced it back in those days, which was a long time ago, you could walk into Lowe's, point up to the shelf, cost $380. You could get an 80-gallon 80 80 hot water heater for your house, and Lowe's would come and install it for you for free. All that's gone now because of econo- you know, environmental protection and all that kind of low flow, all that nonsense. Guess what? The biggest you can buy for a house, 50 gallon. Then I'm back to where I started. I don't want cold water spraying on me. So, But it turns out he looks at it and he's like, there's nothing wrong with your hot water heater. But by that time, there was already a leak in, in one of the pipes coming out of the wall. It was pretty obvious. And he's like, oh, he goes, look at this. He goes, this is a terrible installation. And I'm like, why? And he said, who installed this? And I shined my flashlight on it. They put a sticker on it. It was called Cornwall Plumbing. And he's like, well, shame on them. And then he goes, listen, he goes, all these pipes that you see, these PVC pipes, these have to be perfectly perpendicular. Straight angles, right angles, everywhere. You see how they're tilted slightly? Well, that's going to work for a couple of years, but eventually they're going to burst. That's not allowed. This is a bad install. And I'm like sitting there absolutely blown away. Then he's like, well, I've got to give you a quote for all of this. And um, i got to give you a quote for all of this. And, uh, and I'm like, no, you don't. I said, 
You're born again. You believe in Jesus. You're a preacher. I, I guess maybe I'm kind of one, so I don't know. But I said, I don't need nothing from you. I totally trust you. I said, you go ahead and do whatever you got to do, and I'll just pay the price. Thank you very much, and God bless you. He says, well, God bless you too. And he goes out to his van and starts getting stuff to go work on it. In the meantime, I run upstairs because I have less than three minutes to make it to this meeting that if I don't make it in time, I'm fired. I'm not, I can't mention the names of the companies, but they're very well-known and exceedingly huge. So anyway, I'm on the call. Everything goes great. And oh, oh, no, no, no. I forgot to mention. No, five minutes before I had to be on the call, the, the I can hear – Things in the house just going crazy. It's it's water pressure going back into all the fixtures upstairs. And I got two bathrooms upstairs, and it's going. I hear, and I'm like going, oh, he must be done. He just turned the water in the house back on. I've got five minutes before I have to be on this billion-dollar company Zoom meeting to introduce myself and tell him how wonderful I am and all that kind of stuff. Well, anyway. So I'm like going, he's gonna, he needs to be paid right now. So I'm like, five minutes. I think I can do it. I open up the drawer. I pull out my checkbook. I run downstairs into, you know, there's still water everywhere because it's not his job to clean up the water. I got another guy who's a homeless guy that's going to clean up the water for me. So he's standing by. And then, I, and then I'm like, here, let me. And so I'm holding the checkbook in my hand, and I'm writing him the check. He told me what the amount was. It was at least oh, 1500 to $2,000 less than it would have been if I had to replace the water heater, which is amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, he got all the pipes right now. And I'm like writing the amount, writing the check. I tear the check off. He said, thanks very much. God bless you. I said, thank you very much. God bless you. I left the garage wide open because I got a security camera I can watch. And then I ran upstairs, and, within, and I was two minutes early for the meeting. Everything went great on the meeting. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I got to keep my 80-gallon hot water heater, which is very cool because I, like I don't like cold showers. So anyway, um, and I don't have slow flow, if you know what I mean. I, it comes out, and it comes out fast and hard. Uh, you know, it almost reminds me of that one Seinfeld special, if you know, or a show where uh, Kramer went nuts, and he got one that threw him against a wall. I got some serious water pressure. Anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus. All those things just happened within the last couple of days. And I handled it without freaking out, without dropping one. I didn't even say doggone it. I literally was totally calm the entire time. And I was able to, within minutes, run up and down the stairs. I mean, that was the test of all tests of all tests of all tests of all tests. So many days of impossible events smashed into a short period of time with a deadline associated with a ticket that's cost me a lot of money to fly to Pennsylvania for a family that is dropping, getting close to dying. I mean, my sisters are very old, very white hair, that kind of thing. You know, who knows? It's up to God, of course. But anyway, so... All this just happened to me the last three weeks. And much of it, almost all of it, uh, well, all the hot water heater stuff and everything. But anyway, today. Just today. And then my boss comes to me and he says, one of the guys called off sick. Now, I'm talking about this guy is very, very high up. And he tells me, one of the guys called off sick, and I got a deadline, and I got to get this report out. Can you help me? This is an emergency. So I, I set it all up. I started working on all that while I'm helping all these other people do these quotes and things like that. It's absolutely insane. Uh, and I started moving everything over to the report. And then he's like, oh, no, no, no. I got to have this done tonight. And I'm like thinking to myself, I, I got Michael Snyder coming on the show. And so I'm like, I'm like going, oh, no, what do I have? To, am I going to have to cancel the show at the last second? 
And so um, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, well, listen, Brian, you know, I am pretty sure there's only an hour's worth of work left to this. All the data that is in the original report, that just need, it just needs to be moved over to these tables. There's really not that much work. I was planning on doing – I told you 12 noon tomorrow, and now I know that you want to do it earlier. But the, th- but the thing is, I was really thinking I could have it done by 9 o'clock or 9.30. And he goes, well, if that's the case, just put a couple of comments in, and I'll finish it up tonight. You go and do what you want to do tonight. He goes, what are you doing, by the way? And I said, I'm meeting a bunch of friends because I am. I think you all are my friends. That that's putting it lightly. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. So it's a it's a miracle that all this happened. It's a miracle that I didn't lose it. I didn't even feel like losing it, which is an extra miracle. And it's also going to be a miracle if I can get even a part of the news done in the next ten minutes. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's do the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? <laughs> It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. So everybody's going nuts about the Twitter files, and, of course, there's the classic massive lying media attack that's all orchestrated and and synchronized, uh, debunking it. You know, so and by the way, the media always wins. So that's just how it is. And Goebbels knew that in Nazi Germany. And there's lots of quotes that you could quote. But anyway, so do you think anything is going to happen with Elon Musk and taking over Twitter and having absolutely bar none dead on proof that would hold up in any court of law to to literally throw Biden to jail, Fauci in jail, the whole list? But, you know, you know what? Nothing's going to happen. All right. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen this time, because I can tell you why. Um, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's the uh, biggest conspiracy factualist in the United States government, United States of Babylon the Great, said on Twitter uh, without, uh, you know, because Elon has now opened everything up and nobody's getting blocked unless they're really sick and twisted. And um, she says, next year, Republicans are going to launch investigations and will expose people who should be prosecuted, but Congress cannot prosecute. That is the role of the Department of Justice. But the Department of Justice is now a political arm of the Democratic Party. In order to bring accountability, we must gut the DOJ. Think that's going to happen? Here is your answer. Okay, hopefully that gets the point across. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So we're stuck with it. So anyway, there's going to be a lot of chatter. A lot of people think they're going to think things. There's going to be a lot of claims. It's none of it's going to happen. Mark my words. All right. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not even apologizing, and I'm not even going to play the crows because mark my words. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. CBS News reports. And I'm checking my controls here on the mixer and everything else, making sure. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, found one that's a little bit out of order. Let's do that again here. Ah, 
Ah, much louder. Thank you, Jesus. All right, TBS News report. The vulnerable United States electrical grid faces threats from Russia and domestic terrorists. Why would they say that? Russia and domestic terrorists. Because they have done what they always do. They create a false flag boogeyman to blame it all on, which is trying to generate World War III. Every, any, anybody who's even quasi-awake knows that. But there are also a lot of claims by really good Christians that are also not going to happen. But anyway, that's okay. I still love them. And I do. But I will tell you what I know. And you can believe me or not believe me. And a lot of people will email me and say, I do not believe you. And then funny, later, it turned out to be right. And then, you know, but it's just how it is. When you do this stuff for as long as I have, you, you just learn things after a while. You just get a feeling. Now, eventually, I'll probably be wrong, but not now. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And of course, don't forget a National Ge- Geographic American Blackout Special. I don't know when it aired, but you can get it for thirty-two ninety-nine off of Amazon. That was uh, that happened. Oh, it was like ten years old, ten ten years ago. So they know it's coming. They've been planning on it. Um, and of course, you got the little Klaus Schwab statement, which I'm not going to bother to play, where he comes out and is not his best Nazi. Uh, you know, and 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 you know, I've seen the swastika inside the World Economic Forum's new logo, and it's a, it's clear as a bell. They're not even hiding it. It's in front of everybody. All you got to do is look. It used to be you'd need somebody like Jonathan Gleck to like figure it out, but not now. <laughs> it's like so in your face is unbelievable. All right, next one up. Patriot missiles in the Ukraine. Everybody's making a fuss about that. I'm not naming any names, but I can tell you it's a whole lot of people. And they're like, oh, no, this is it. It's going to be Article 4 of the NATO thing. This is terrible. This is going to be World War III. It's definitely going to happen because Patriot missiles are there. No, it won't change anything. People just do not understand how powerful Russians' military arm is. And if they do anything like set up an agreement or back off or whatever, it's because Putin and his people are dying and they are going to and they would compromise. But most of the experts on Russia say compromise is not currently on the table. All that being said, just because Patriot missiles show up, are you kidding me? With the satellite systems, the drones, and everything else that Russia has that's so advanced, those Patriot missile systems are going to vaporize. And I don't care if U.S. Special Forces are are controlling them or not. It's irrelevant. They're going to vaporize. All right? Mark my words. Hallelujah. Next one up. Hey. There we go. The the Sun, which is a rag mag, reports that the nuclear threat, Putin readies nuclear missiles for launch as the Yars rocket is able to strike the U.K. and the U.S. That's what I think of that. Next one up. Shelters, backpacks, FM radios, Kiev prepares for nuclear war, published by the Washington Post. Oh, wait a minute. We need a commentary. It's another set up lie so everybody gonna go oh no we're gonna get duped we're gonna get duped no we're not okay that happens down the road all right it's in it's it's revelation 12 6 12 through 17 this this the sky rolls up like a scroll that is russia nuking the united states from sea to shining sea now does that mean that we're not going to set off a nuke in one of our cities e.g chicago in order and blame it on russia to start world war three Ah, but we'll be doing it. It'll be just like 9-11. It won't be Russia. All right, next one up. 
Pope warns that he's seen omens of even greater destruction and desolation for mankind. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, sure, buddy. False prophet. All right, next one up. Air Force conducts first launch of prototype hypersonic missile. Look at us. We're catching up with them. Do you think they feel a little bit more threatened right now? Well, common sense would indicate that they ought to, but now they already know we're destroying ourselves. They're very smart. They're a lot smarter. They're, they're, they're way smarter than those roof rats are. I can tell you that. All right, next one up. Pentagon gives tacit support for Ukrainian drone attacks deep inside of Russia. That's very, very significant and highly level to escalate. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But Russia is very smart. Keep watching. Next one up. Health officials are urging masks again amidst high COVID flu levels. All right. What they're doing, I'm not saying that the COVID isn't still flapping around out there. I'm sure it is to some degree, but they're going to pump it up. They're going to, oh, everybody got to wear masks. One of my nieces is going to die pretty soon because she's so sickly, has refused to come to the family get-together because she is now afraid because they can't afford cable, and all she can watch is the lies spoken over and over and over again. So now she's afraid to leave her house. And then she's asking me to drive an hour and a half up north to come and visit her, and I, I've only got two days. So the answer is no. I tried to tell her that you're being lied to, but you know what? You just forget it. Move on. Health officials are urging uh, – uh, wait, I covered that one. Okay, next one up. Hallelujah. The FBI's Million Dollar Men. So, again, there's a report uh, from Great Game India that explains that proceedings are underway in three U.S. courtrooms providing coordinated view into the abuse of FBI's confidential human source information program. And they're trying to flush out all these freaky-deaky weird, uh, you know, above-top-secret FBI specialists that are being hired by the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, the World Economic Forum, uh, the Soros people, and the House of Windsor and all the other creepy weird, like, Rhodes Roundtable and – Oh, Lord Jesus, it goes up awful high. Okay, next one up. CDC had a secret censorship website with Twitter to control COVID narratives. Is anybody surprised? Better not be. All right, next one up. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. White House denounces Elon Musk's disgusting Anthony Fauci attacks. It's funny, too, because if you tweak your Twitter feed like I do, just every once in a while, Elon Musk will just jump in out of the clear blue sky and he'll just say, you know, totally out of context. And he will go, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. (laughs) It's hilarious. The guy's definitely got an incredible sense of humor. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Our entire solar system is changing rapidly, but nobody is really talking about it. And I got to scroll in real quick, close to be able to see this one. Um, All right, hold on a second. All right, Pluto's atmosphere has recently collapsed, according to Astronomy Magazine. Neptune's storms have suddenly begun rotating backwards, which is interesting. Um, Uranus's polar regions are visibly flaring. Hmm, that's fascinating. Jupiter has recently experienced a 700-degree temperature impulse originating from its northern pole, uh, and, and its great red spot is fading, and Mars is suddenly displaying seismic activity. Why would that be? Because Planet X is getting much 
much closer. Actually, the Planet X solar system and Planet X itself, which is the brown dwarf, is getting much closer. And it is going to completely tweak, dork, and twist upside down everything. The entire heliosphere of our solar system is going to go ape donkey dookie. Okay? And it's happening right now, more than it has ever happened before. Now, in support of Klaus Schwab's covert and clandestine Illuminati commentary regarding how important it would, how, how dramatically impactful it would be to launch a attack against the control grid, I'm sorry, the power grid of the United States, which could happen at Christmas, um, is, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to read some reports that are directly related to that. Let's, go, let's, let's move forward. Feds are investigating multiple reports of recent utilities company sabotage. Again, the feds are investigating multiple reports of recent utility company sabotage. I don't need to read you anymore. I think you get it. I think you know they're burning down all the food processing facilities. I think you know that Bill Gates bought probably more farmland anywhere. But put it together, man. I mean, this isn't complicated anymore, especially if you're a regular listener. All right, next one up. Neo-Nazis say attack leaving 40,000 Americans in the dark is only the beginning. So now they're calling it a neo-Nazi attack on the 40,000 that were left in the dark in, uh, I believe it was one of the Carolinas. All right. So, and 40,000, by the way, isn't a lot. It's just really a, a middle-sized, if not small-sized city. All right. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But but see, you see, they're promoting it. They're promoting it. They're promoting it. That's what's important to get. They're promoting it. They're, they're programming you. They want you to understand it's it's Russia. It's sabotage. It's terrorist. It's right wing. It's Trump. It's MAGA people. It's it is terrible. We got to arrest them all. We got to put all the Christians in jail. Anybody who went to January 6th, is it, which they faked. I mean, the whole thing, you know, it, it happened, but it was orchestrated and it was crisis actors. And I have the proof. I have video proof, but I'm dang, dang, nabbing. I'm not going to put it out there publicly because Nancy Pelosi will show up in my front door. All right, praise God. And uh, and Michael, hang in there for me. I just want to try to plow through a little bit more of this news, and I'll be right there with you. And by the way, you got an hour and a half, so you can go all the way to 930. I don't know if Nancy told you that, uh, but just give me a few more minutes to, get, to cram out a little bit more of this news, which I know that you're intimately familiar, likely, with almost all of it. Anyway, I'm going to keep on mowing through as much as I can. All right, next one up. Who is purposely sabotaging power plants? Not just, you know, electrical stations, but power plants all over America, this article reads. And it goes in and it even lists uh, several of the, of the power plants that are being sabotaged. And we already know about a lot of that because we know that there were gas facilities, petroleum refineries that were bombed, all that kind of stuff. Oh, they, they, they say it was an explosion, but we know it was bombed. Don't even get me going on the Keystone Pipeline and the biggest oil spill the United States has seen in Kentucky happening right now. You think that that was an accident? You think it was a little birdie that just sat down there and just pecked on the pipeline? No, they blew it up, and they and that's why there's an oil spill. And they're just trying to cut off all of our all of our energy. Anyway, they're trying to make us like Europe by force. All right, next one up. Toxicology experts warned that the mRNA COVID jab could quote sterilize the entire generation of people on the earth. Highly likely. Next one up. That's eugenics in in, in, in at work. You got to understand Nazi eugenics. Next one up. United States companies that announced layoffs uh, are unlikely to survive the restructuring, according to experts. Wow, that's, that's damning. Next one up. 
Harvard economist Jason Furman warns the United States economy is headed for a complete hard landing. Again, I will repeat, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO came out and publicly announced that the recession is going to be a hurricane. Also, the derivative market that is holding up the housing industry is at now $2 quadrillion. That is unmanageable. If it collapses, this country is going under. If the fuel is cut off and diesel goes down, everything, petrodollar goes down, it's done. We're over. Okay, and what we are so deep into the third seal right now, it's just unbelievable. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Digital currency, the Fed moves toward total monetary totalitarianism, it says here. And it, 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 these guys are really great. I mean, this is, you know, um, uh, um, you know, the, uh, oh, doggone it. I always forget who they are, and then I forget the, I don't snapshot it. But anyway, I, I got to move on. I don't have time. Western Journal reports, city tells owner to uh, of a nativity display to take it down. Something amazing happens when he refuses to comply. I wish I had time to read it, but I don't. Next one up. Xi, Xi Jinping, China eyes dropping dollar and oil train purchases up to 12%. Of course, they're going to buy everything out, dump all of, of, of the uh, stocks and uh, American uh, certificates or whatever. It's all part of the deal, and it's all happening in, in synchronicity. And Don't even get me going on bricks. They're totally protected, which was wise on their part. And they're, they're, they're already doing massive trades without – the petrodollar has gone. The crown prince of Saudi Arabia has already cut a deal with, with Putin. It's game over. It's game over. We're just watching it road right now. And it could, you know, the, the total collapse is, well, whenever they pull the trigger. All right, next one up. Or whenever God allows them to pull the trigger. Next one up. North Korea wants dollars. It's, it's, he's in signs of trouble. Okay, just remember that virtually every war that has ever started was, was because the people were hungry. That when the people are starving and the economy collapses, Weimar Republic, all that kind of stuff starts happening. Guess what happens? That country goes to war. And by the way, we already know that's what's going to happen. We already know that, uh, that North Korea is in on it. So that, you know, whether they want dollars or not is irrelevant. It's the fact that they're in trouble, and that is very important. It's a setup, and it's happening right now. Next one up. School board meeting explodes after dozens of teachers quit. Anybody surprised? Hopefully not. Next one up. Nine million millennials moved back in with their parents this year. Anybody surprised? Hopefully not. Next one up, 200,000 Bangladeshi protesters call for new elections and violence grows, according to reports. And these reports of violence and protesting are all over the world. They're still happening in Brazil. They're still happening in Ecuador. They're still happening in France. They're still happening all over the place. There isn't enough time in the day to report all of them. It is absolute insanity and anarchy all over the world. Jesus understated it in the Olivet discourse. I've always said the Bible was an understatement. We're living it. Next one up. Hallelujah. South Korea urges the European Union to team up against the United States. Bum, bum, bum. That's a first. All right, next one up. Pfizer CEO refuses to testify before the EU COVID panel. Anybody surprised? Better not be. Next one up. Arctic blast draws down European natural gas inventories. Anybody surprised? Come on. All right, next one up. Hospitals in the United States are the fullest they've been throughout the pandemic, but it's not just COVID. No, that's correct. They've got permutations of everything else under the sun, and they're broadcasting it all over the world and telling people to put on masks so they can scare everybody into lockdowns again. And guess what? All the same time while they are currently practicing another tabletop exercise for something that will kill people probably in less than 24 hours. But I'm sure it's just a tabletop, and nothing will come of it. Next one up. Daily Mail reports Portland officials say statewide attacks on electrical substations were deliberate. Seven plants across America are sabotaged amid suspicion of right-wing 
protests over drag queen events. Did you hear that? Next one up. Denied by a federal judge, Justice Department asked a judge to hold Trump team in contempt over the Mar-a-Lago case. Currently, for the moment, until it's appealed, Trump is in a clear on that. How long will it last? Yeah, probably about a week. Anyway, next one up. Merkel has admitted deception over the Minsk deal, and Russia's not too happy about it. And you can believe that would. But, of course, Merkel's going to do whatever she's told to do by Klaus or Buddy so they can all live. Get it? Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, so they can all live and their children's fingers will not be cut off. That is if they're not a shape-shifting reptilian. Next one up. Canada has euthanized 10,000 people in 2021. Has death lost its sting? <laughs> Next up. France to begin national conversation on assisted suicide laws. So now France about to join in. Next one up. Um, uh, lightning kills 907 people in extreme weather in, in India. Oh, my gosh, 907. That's a pretty – that's a world record. Next one up. United States military and law enforcement trained for zombie apocalypse. Now, this is not going to be – I've already done some homework, and there's a lot of people who think they're actual, people are actually going to die, and then they're going to wake back up and walk around like zombies and that kind of stuff. You've got to remember the, uh, the bath salt incident. I'm going to read you the headline. Florida man who killed a couple and tried to eat the victim's face declared insanity not guilty. He, this was blamed on bath salt. It happened in quite a long time ago, about 10 years ago. Um, and so they, what it's going to be is they're going to be dorking around with stuff like they do, and then they're going to you know, release it upon mankind, and people are going to do more face-eating kind of stuff, like the guy in Florida that ate the face of the other, you know, and then everybody's going to be like, zombies, zombies, but people aren't going to die and reanimate. <clears throat> and the one way I can tell you that as a fact, with exceeding assurance. I am so positive that I'm right about this. And I'll tell you why. Because if that were true, there would be no point in Jesus dying on the cross for three days and being raised from the dead, right? Because all the zombies would die and be raised from the dead too. And there ain't no way Yahweh, Lord God Elohim, our Heavenly Father is going to allow that. No way. And he's in control. He's in control of Satan. He's in control of everything. The only thing he's not in control is, is your free will. So you may be in the hands of Jesus and you may be in the hands of the Father, but there ain't nothing stopping you from jumping out of their hands. So you better get it together. Seek purity. Seek an intimate relationship with Jesus. Spend time alone. Read the Bible. Get ready. Make the barley harvest because you're not going to want to be here after it. I can assure you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, I can't believe I was able to burn through that that fast. It was only 10 minutes into the hour. We still got, wow, uh, almost, uh, well, what's 90, 80 minutes left for Brother Michael Schneider if he desires to take it all. Praise Jesus. Anyway, let's go and jump over to Michael. Praise the Lord. Here we go. We finally got to the, the the show with you, brother. Man, I'll tell you what, you've been pumping out some articles and stuff. It's just been flying all over the Internet and getting republished at all kinds of places, and uh, it's so on target. Uh, but I'm going to shut up now, sit back, drink some ice water, and turn the mic over to you because I know you got a lot to share, and we are really blessed to have you join us tonight. Thank you, Michael, so much uh, for everything 
all your dedication, all your sacrifice for the Lord, because your work is, well, quite frankly, beyond on target. And praise praise Jesus for that work. Um, anyway, um, the microphone is yours. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, well, thank you, my friend, for having me on this evening. And, uh, yeah, I, as you're going through the news there, you know, I just hope people understand there's so much going on out there. And, uh, you know, and I'm on so many programs, whether it's, uh, whether it's a Christian, secular, lots of, you know, I, I, a lot of different people invite me on. And then we talk about the news. We talk about what's going on in the world. But there's one common theme that really ties all of this together, everything together, all these news stories together, it's the fact that we're living in the end times, that we're, you know, God in his infinite wisdom, he put each one of us, all of you that are listening today, each one of us at this specific moment in human history, at this at, at this specific place that you're living at, and he did it for a reason, not to punish you, but all of human history has been building up to a grand crescendo. The, the, the great battle between good and evil is building up to a, a final chapter, and we get to be here for it. And so I don't know if it's because, uh, you know, that God saved the best for last or, or if, he was all, if, if, if we are all that he had left. But in either case, we're here. We get to be here. God put us here, and he put each one of us here for a reason. And so, and each one of us has a job to do. And so, each one of us needs to figure that out. And so, you know, people say, "Oh, M- Michael, you have more bad news for us today." You know, because because I write about a lot of hard things that are going on in this world. And 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 John, you talk about a lot of the hard things that are going on in this world in your program. But people need to understand it's not bad news. In fact, every single thing we're going to talk about tonight, every single thing I write about. It's actually really good news because the good news is that, yeah, we've got to go through some difficult things first, some birth pains first, but at the end of it, when the, when the, when the, when the dust settles and, and, and everything clears, we get to be with Jesus forever and ever and ever, and there's nothing the world can offer or could ever offer that is greater than that or even comes close to it. So we have hope. We have a future. We have the greatest future of all. But, yeah, we got some stuff to go through first. But, you know, but so many people, so many Christians, so many believers in response to what is coming, because they don't understand what's happening, their churches aren't talking about it, uh, you know, no one around them is talking about it, the news isn't giving them the right perspective. So when things go bad, when the world is com- comes crashing down all around them and there's chaos and, there, and there's craziness and it seems like everything's going bad, well, they're going to go in a corner, they're going to curl up in a fetal position, they're going to cry, and they're going to moan, and they're going to be depressed, and they're going to be like, where are my pills, where's my alcohol, where's my drugs? You know, and they're going to cry, and they're saying, my life is ruined, my life is over, things are going horrible, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. And we're going to see depression, we're going to see suicide, we're going to see people plunge into despair, from which they will never recover, including large numbers of Christians, because they don't understand God's plan, God's purposes, the hour in which they live, or what God really wants for their lives. So it frustrates me, but this is why we, we, I uh, wrote this book that we're going to talk about tonight. It's entitled End Times, and there's 43 chapters in there, more information than I've ever put, put into a single book by far, 
And my hope is that I can wake people up, get them to understand we really are living in the end times, but that's actually incredibly good news, and you've got a purpose, you've got a job to do. In fact, I believe the greatest harvest of souls in all of human history is coming. I believe the greatest move of God in all of human history is coming, and we can be a part of it if we embrace what God is trying to do in this hour. But if we just plunge into a pity party of depression and despair because we don't want to be here, we're depressed because the, the, our plans, our programs, and, and the future that we thought we were going to have is crumbling all around us, well, you know, that's not going to do anyone any good. So anyway, those are a few words of introduction, my friend, and, uh, you know, I think we're definitely going to have a lot of things to talk about tonight. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Um, man, I you know, what do you do with so much information? I mean, if you look at every single topic that Jesus lightly touched upon in the Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, and you look at the seals in Revelation chapter 6, which I've told people for years, that Jesus, it occurred to me that, you know, they're in order, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus could pop the seals and the actual scroll begins to roll out, which means he can pop them in advance. And then the content of the scrolls are the events. And they can roll out in parallel. So what I'm seeing is beyond any shadow of a doubt, Jesus is the man on the white horse in, in the first seal, no doubt, because it maps over to Revelation 19 beautifully. Then in the second seal, you see, behold, a red horse. Well, the Russians are the Red Army. 1972, uh, I bought an album, 33 and a half LP vinyl, uh, entitled The Coming War with Russia by Jack Van Empey. I have a copy of it in the office right here, so we know it's going to happen. We also know they're going to nuke the United States, and I know you know that. Um, but not yet. Um, and then, um, but they're the Red Army. You know, you might say it's punny, but no, I, I say it's prophetic. The Red Army, behold a red horse. And the national uh, emblem of the country of Russia is a soldier on a white horse. Actually, it's a saint. It's a Christian saint on a white horse stabbing a dragon creature right through the head. So I don't think it's a it, – to me, it's like it's a no-brainer. We're definitely entered into the second seal. We know that we're deep in the third seal because the – to your point, <laughs> economic collapse, blog.com, right? Amen. Look what's happening. European and, – and everybody's befuddled. I, you know, I listen to all the – not all of it, but I listen to a lot, of, a lot of expert commentary and stuff all around the world and stuff, and they're befuddled. They're like, why are you – United States, why are you punishing yourself? Why are you punishing – why are you bringing Europe down? Well, it says – it says clearly in the Bible. It says in the um, four seal, it says, behold, a pale horse, and it says a quarter of the earth, tw you know, 25% of the earth will be affected by death. Well, what is that – what's 25% of the earth? It's the, quote, west. It's the United – it's north – it's essentially the United States – uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Europe. There's your 25%. And we're already collapsing now. Now. All right? So that's on the edge of happening any moment now. Uh, J.P. Morgan chases, uh, as you might have heard me say earlier, if you were listening, 
came out and said that the recession is going to be a hurricane, which means a depression. That's just a nice way of saying it, you know, because the recession is the same thing as a depression. You know that. Um, so it's all geared up. I can tell you I'm working in corporate America, and I work for a very big, powerful, multibillion-dollar company that's owned by a very evil entity. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, they're, but I'm here to tell you, they're all, everybody's – everybody's battening down the hatches, no more budgets for buying anything, no more services. It is affecting everybody. Salespeople are freaking out. Layoffs are happening everywhere. It is absolutely, absolutely beyond words. You cannot articulate it. It is that bad. Um, and it's going to get a lot worse really fast. Um, all that being said, we also see clearly signs of behold a pale horse, which in my personal opinion no doubt about it. I have no doubts about it. It is World War III. And that's your quarter of the earth occurring. And um, who who will we, we be fighting? You know, so we already see that in progress. It's so close to total collapse and so close to becoming an actual lobbying of missiles that, you know, people in the United States, because of the lying media, are like, oh, no, we're going to be nuked any time now by, from Russia. No, Russia's restraining. But our lying media... The reptilian collage of lying greed that are willing to read off of the teleprompter and sell their souls to the devil because my Bible says all liars are going to the Gehenna, the lake of fire. So pretty much everybody that you're watching in the media that are telling lies, bye-bye. So, you know, it's my personal strong opinion. And, you know, and, and it's okay. I'm, I'm, I, I don't have a problem with discord or disagreeing. I've had people come on and say, well, you know, we have another guest that thinks we're going to be along. I'm not saying we're leaving anytime soon. I'm not saying that God is done with us yet. I am not saying that. No. What I'm saying is take note of all of the details of all of the events, every single thing. Christian persecution is happening in the United States. You cannot stand out there on a street corner and read anything that has to do with it. You know, uh, oh, if you're homosexual, you're not going to make it in heaven. You do that, they're going to arrest you. In most, in most of the blue states, you're going to get arrested. In Canada, you're a goner. You're toast. Trudeau is not – there's something that, – that, that, that's an entity. I don't even think that's human. Um, uh, you know, call it skull and bones, call it what do you want to call it, but whatever. Um, Every single thing that Jesus said in the Olivet Discourse is, is in full-blown progress right now. Right now. Now, is it as pervasive and is, and is the magnitude as great as it's going to become? I don't think so. I think it's going to get a lot worse. Um, but it's all in progress. We are definitely in the midst of Revelation 6. We are definitely getting – we are – we are at the point right now where Jesus said we are at the beginning of sorrows. He said, when all these things begin to happen, don't freak out. It's not the end. Oh, and the Lord imparted this upon me. You know, when, when where Jesus goes, you, you know, I, I always like to, you know, tongue in cheek say, here are Jesus, there are Jesus, everywhere are Jesus, Jesus. Jesus warns us that there, you know, people will say, Jesus is over here, come hither. Jesus is over here, come hither, but it will not be me because all these other things have to happen. Well, guess what? You go on YouTube and you listen to the Seven Mountains Mandate people, which we need to pray for. They're brothers and sisters. They're just a little bit deceived. Well, they're a lot of bit deceived. But the, the fact of the matter is that they're, they're telling everybody that they're going up to heaven and having tea with Jesus, and Jesus is telling them that this is going to happen. Jesus is going to tell Jesus is telling these people. I know it because my sister sends me all of it because she actually believes it. 
They're telling people that Jesus, that they're meeting with Jesus in person in heaven, and Jesus told them that Donald Trump is going to suddenly reappear in the Oval Office and that Biden's going to go to jail. And I, I send back to my my sister an email trying to be kind, but at the same time to correct. And I'm like, Paula, no, he's not. No, he's not. And this has been going on for two years now. And, I, and I've been right all the time because I know he's not. He's not. It's not going to happen. God is the one who's in control. God is the one who allowed the pandemic to happen. God, the pandemic is the largest judgment upon the earth since Noah's flood, and God allowed it because God's in control. Ecclesiastes 7.14 clearly states that you need, we all need to enjoy prosperity while we have it because when bad things come upon the earth, both come from God. And that is – there's no doubt about it. It, it mirrors Job, and, and it's, it's perfect. We all know it's a fact. Unfortunately, Christianity and churchy Christianity has no clue. Evangelical Christianity in the United States is more dangerous than it's worth. But but somebody from Teen Challenge needs to have a place to start. So God bless them all, and we're all in this together. But at the end of the day, we're deep in the mud. We we're, we're, we got rattlesnakes and alligators crawling up our shoulders right now, and most people are unaware of it. And that's amazing. And um and so I'm just I'm psyched. But I also do agree 100% with your analysis, particularly in the sense that we got work to do, we may be here for a while, and we need to get our, well, we need to get get it together, because our instruction in the Bible says we need to be walking in, uh, you know, in the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. We have the guidance of the, you know, we need to live the Beatitudes, we need to be the Beatitudes, not just read them. Be the Beatitudes. We need to have humble and contrite spirits because Jesus said, uh, hey, look over there. There's a Pharisee and there's a tax collector. Pharisee's raising his hands up and saying, thank you, God, for I am saved. And the tax collector's running his robe. He's hanging his head down and he's crying because he feels unworthy. And Jesus tells all the people around him, you need to be like the tax collector. But Christians aren't doing that. They're running up and down the aisles, waving flags and everything else under the sun while they're still living in sin and they don't even realize it. It's a humble and contrite spirit that God saves. So I'm not saying that people are going to be all damned to hell. That is not my point. My point is that, as it says in the scripture, behold, I come quickly and my rewards are with me to give to each according to their work. Uh, Revelation 21 verse 1, I believe it is, or 2. But anyway, um, the, the point is, and, and of course, 1 Corinthians 3, 14, 15, and 16, everything talks about heavenly rewards too. It's like a merit and demerit system. And it, it, it's all over the Bible, but, it, but I, I'm sure you're aware of that. But the point is, this is an opportunity. And whether you have a prayer ministry, whether you have a spiritual warfare ministry, whatever you're doing, the type of work that you're doing, for every single one of the people, the believers out there that recognize all these things are happening right before their very eyes, everything is in progress. What an opportunity. What a motivator, right? I mean, I, I would suspect that probably a lot of the venues that you're asked to go on can't swallow all this, you know, the stuff that we're talking about right now, because this is heavy stuff. You know, most of them, to your point, would freak out. You know, it upsets their worldview. It upsets their cosmology. It upsets everything. And, of course, they go into a state of denial. That's typically what happens with people, you know, five stages of grief. And anyway, so um, I'm going to shut up now and let you go on with uh, the revelations that, that you have that are so many. And by the way, that book that you did on prophecy, absolute genius, totally anointed by the Holy Spirit. What a great work. I have a copy. Praise God for everything that you're doing. So I'll toss the mic back to you.
Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Um, and, 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 you know, there's, there's so much that you just said right there, but without a doubt, we need to live in repentance. We need to be seeking God every day, but because without the Lord, we, you know, we're not going to make it through what's ahead. We're, and, and we need to get closer to him than, than ever before, because, you know, right now, you know, they, they say that the, 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 the entire population of the earth is somewhere around 8 billion, you know, and, and, uh, you know, um, but, you know, right now there are more souls hanging in the balance, far more than when the original apostles were running around, you know, nearly 2,000 years ago. Um, you know, at that point, you know, they estimate, well, maybe the, the total population of the world was somewhere around 100 million, you know, although, you know, there's uh, estimates on either side of that. But, you know, so, you know, much, much lower than it was today, you know. Um, but today, you know, you're talking somewhere around 8 billion people, and there's debate about that. But what we're talking about is an order of magnitude, you know, in terms of the, pop, the size of the population. Far more souls are at stake in our time than back then when the Great Commission was originally issued. So we've got a job to do because, you know, all those souls are at stake, and we have a very limited amount of time to bring them in. So I believe we're going to see the greatest harvest of souls in all of human history and the greatest move of God the world has ever seen, and I want to be part of that. I don't know about anyone else out there, but I want to be part of that. And I believe that Bible prophecy is going to be the number one witnessing tool because as things get even crazier um, and as things get even more chaotic in the days ahead, well, everyone is going to be wondering, well, uh, hey, does the Bible have anything to say about this? You know, what was all this foretold in the book of Revelation? What's going on in our world? I want answers. People are going to be searching for answers, and we want to be there to give those answers to them. So this book that I just wrote, End Times, it's a witnessing tool. In fact, the biggest chapter in the book is the last chapter, which is a cha an, an extended gospel presentation, the longest gospel presentation I've ever seen in any book, because um, the purpose of the book, one of the purposes, is to lead those that don't know uh, Christ to the Lord, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so they can find eternal life, and eternal life is the greatest thing that you could possibly ever uh, uh, help someone find. It's the, the greatest thing you could possibly do for anyone is introduce them to Jesus Christ so they can find eternal life, live forever and ever and ever. Um, but then also it's a book to wake people up because even most Christians don't realize that we, you know, where we're at. What, they, most Christians don't even realize what is coming. Um, and so trying to wake people up. And, you know, and, and throughout history, I mean, from the 70s, from the 80s, you mentioned Jack Van Impey. I remember watching him back in the 80s with my family when I was younger. You know, we've heard for a long time the end times are coming. Jesus is coming back. Of course, it hasn't happened yet. But, uh, you know, all these years and, and at different times there have been different signs people have talked about. But now we've finally reached a time. We've reached the time of John Paul Jackson's perfect storm. We've reached the time when all these things are literally happening simultaneously. And you mentioned the seals. Yeah, it's not one is going to happen and then it's going to end and then the other comes. But, you know, war comes and war is going to be here for an extended period of time. And it's going to overlap with famine and economic collapse and pestilences and all these things. And all these things are now actually happening simultaneously. And, and, so, and, 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 and that's why I almost named the book Pieces of the End Times Puzzle, because literally I have 43 chapters. I have literally dozens of, of, these, of, of angles, dozens of stories, dozens of, of, of ways that the end times are happening all around us. And, and one of these things is war. 
you know, which is, of course, one of the seals, one of the Jesus warned in Matthew 24, wars and rumors of wars. So here we are. Now, a couple years ago, and I've been on your program a number of times over the years, and, and you understand these things, but like most of the secular programs I go on, they don't understand. Even most of the Christian programs I went, went on and don't understand. But a few years ago, I published that book that you referred to, Lost Prophecies of the Future of America. And it warned and it showed that there are so many men and women of God all over the world that have been shown that war is coming, but, and specifically certain wars, one of those wars being war with Russia. So I put out this book, and, and I, was kept, I was warning people, war with Russia is coming. And then a lot of people said, Michael, you know, what in the world are you talking about? You're nuts, Michael. There's not going to be a war with Russia. What are you talking about? No one's talking about a war with Russia. You know, you know come on, Michael. I think you've gone off the deep end. You know, so, you know, when I put out that, that book, when I put out stuff like this, you know, I lose readers, you know. And I'm sure you understand, you know, where I'm coming from, that people are like, no, no, not going to happen. You know, this, this isn't even an issue. War with Russia, what? You know, so I put out that book a few years ago. I said, yeah, war with Russia is coming. God has shown it to all these people, and it's going to happen. And, of course, now here we are a couple of years later, and we've got a war with Russia, you know. But still a lot of a lot of people think, oh, that's just over in Ukraine. That's the other side of the world. It's going to be contained over there. They don't understand they don't understand that the United States, our tax dollars, my tax dollars, your tax dollars, right now the United States is providing far more money for this war than Ukraine and everyone else combined. We're providing far more of the equipment than Ukraine and everyone else combined. We're providing much more, uh, far more of the ammunition than Ukraine and everyone else combined. We're providing uh, – more of the intelligence, the real-time intelligence, telling Ukrainians exactly where the Russians are, more than everyone else combined, you know, and uh, and we keep escalating matters more and more and more. In, f in fact, we're even bringing Ukrainians into the United States, even to Kansas. I wrote about this recently. We're bringing Ukrainians to Kansas to train them and then send them back to fight in the war. It's insane, but you know, so we're we've gotten very very deep into this thing. John, and it's only going to, and we keep, both sides keep escalating matters, because, you know, the Russians, of course, very early in the war, they, they tried to play not, relatively nice, but now they're going after the power grids, they're going after the, the water systems, they're, they're, they're going after the critical infrastructure all over Ukraine, you know, so now they're starting to play hardball, and so that now the United States in response is saying, hey, you know what, what you know, I, I, we're gonna, I think we're going to send Ukraine some Patriot missile systems, which is, a, you know, another escalation. And then the Ukrainians are receive, uh, using the drones that they've been receiving from Western powers, and they're starting to hit targets deep inside of Russia. And the Russians are very perturbed about that. They're saying, hey, we need to go start hitting the decision-making centers in Ukraine. And, 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 and the, on Russian television now, they openly talk about nuclear war. In fact, just today in the news, there was news about how the Russians released this video of them that they had prepared this, this nuclear missile for launch and released a video basically as a war to the West saying, hey, don't mess with us. We've got nuclear weapons. And, and they keep doing this, but our leaders aren't taking them seriously. You know, uh, and instead, you know, we just keep sending, you know, Biden, you know, just keep sending more money, more money. You know, in fact, I, just today I posted, uh, if people want to go look at it, uh, endoftheamericandream.com. They can go in there and look at on the latest article. I posted this video, which was on Twitter, of just uh, the, the, uh, graphically uh, showed all this money that's going over to Ukraine, vast, giant amounts of money. Each little dot in this graphic represented $100,000 that we sent to Ukraine and just this endless stream of money. People need to realize 
that the Ukrainian army, which originally existed at the beginning of the war, was pretty much either dead or wounded, or you know, most of it, much of it had, had been wiped out. So the Ukrainians went and they they just started conscripting basically every young male body they could get their hands on, and, and women too, but mostly men, mostly males. But in addition to that, our tax dollars, our money that we went to our government, and then to, from our government to Ukraine. A lot, a lot of that money went to hire vast numbers of mercenaries. There were some from the United States and UK and, and wealthy Western countries, but most of the mercenaries, it appears, came from the poor Eastern European nations. We're talking about nations like Poland. Uh, a lot of them came from Albania, other other. Uh, uh, countries there in Eastern Europe. So they got this huge, huge mercenary army, and that helped Ukraine launch these huge counterattacks, which we saw you know, a couple months ago, which they got some of the territory Russia had captured back. They started having some success. Then, then the Russians had to escalate. They said, oh, we better go conscript a bunch more people, and they've been bringing in the mercenaries as well. So both sides have been bringing in more troops, more mercenaries. They've been, they've been up in the ante. So we're, we're seeing this series of escalations on both sides, bringing us closer to nuclear war, which God has been warning us back since for decades, I mean, literally back to the 1940s, and ever since then, warning us there's going to be nuclear war with Russia, and but our leaders don't understand. Nobody seems to understand. In Congress, nobody, both parties are now the war parties, pushing us, pushing us deeper into conflict uh, with with Russia. Really, the conflict in Ukraine is now basically a war between the United States and Russia. It's just the American people don't want to see their sons and daughters. Uh, uh, dead on the on the on the plains of eastern Ukraine, and so we're but we're more than happy to have the Ukrainians provide and the Eastern Europeans provide the dead bodies. You know, we will we'll provide the funding; they provide the dead bodies. But and the war is just so brutal. It's a meat grinder like we haven't seen since World War One. You know, where I mean, just imagine this: if you're a, you're a Ukrainian soldier or you're a foreign mercenary fighting for Ukraine, and you're standing in, in a trench and 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 you're freezing to death because winter is coming and it's extremely cold and it's raining, and because it's raining, your trench is filling up with water, basically, you know, sometimes up to your waist, and 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 so you're just your teeth are endlessly chattering because you're freezing to death, but you don't dare get out of the trench because you're going to get blown to bits by Russian artillery. You know, if you get out of the trench. I mean, there's a good chance that's going to happen even if you stay in the trench, but that's your best chance of seeing tomorrow. So you stay in your trench, but you're, you're bitterly cold, and, and all around you, as far as the eyes can see, there, there's body parts, there's dead bodies, there's blood and gore everywhere. Uh, basically, on both sides, buildings are destroyed all around you, you know. But but uh, and 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 you wonder when your number is up next. But th- but that's the kind of war. It's the kind of conflict that I mean, it truly is, you know, hell on earth over there right now in in eastern Ukraine. It's such a horrible, horrible war. And and I'm, I'm not as afraid to say, John, I want peace because you know, I know. What's coming? We know that ultimately this is when we're coming to the brink of nuclear war with Russia now, and we know that ultimately God's been warning us for so long that this war is coming, but still most of the population doesn't understand. Most of the churches don't understand, but it's coming. And then also in Lost Prophecies of the Future of America, a few years ago we talked about it on your show when the book first came out. I said, hey, War with China is coming, and God has shown all these people war with China is coming, and people at the time said, what are you talking about, Michael? 
we love China. We're friends with China. We trade with China. We get our we get our iPods from China. We get our electronics and our shoes and our clothing and just about everything else we buy at Walmart and the dollar store we get from China, right? And there's not going to be a war with China. You're completely off your rocker, Michael. What are you talking about? There's not going to be a war with China. But sure enough, now here we go. Nancy Pelosi pulls her stunt, goes over there, and, and our politicians are saying, we've got to arm Taiwan, and the Chinese are all upset. And, and then President Xi Jinping, he comes out uh, just uh, recently. He said, we've got to prepare for war. Now, why does China have to prepare for war? No one's going to invade China, but China, they know they have to prepare for war because the moment they invade Taiwan, well, they're going to be in a state of war with the United States. So they realize this, and, and, and they've been planning this for a while, but now things are coming you know, to kind of to a, a boiling point. Meanwhile, Iran and Israel, which I warned about once again uh, several years ago in Lost Prophecies of the Future of America, you know, Iran, the IAEA now says Iran has enough nuclear uh, material for a nuclear weapon. Benjamin Netanyahu's coming into power, and he's always said he's never going to allow Iran to get a nuclear weapon. Now Iran is basically at that point, and so it's put up or shut up time for Netanyahu. And so that war is going to start. Now it may start differently from how most people expect, but that's coming, Iran and Israel. And then we're also watching North Korea and South Korea, because uh, that situation's really deteriorated. And uh, I don't think it will happen before China invades Taiwan, but once China invades Taiwan, I think North Korea will say, hey, we've got an opportunity to go grab, grab South Korea while the United States is distracted with Russia and then now China. Hey, let's go in and grab South Korea. So, you know, and, and we're seeing things, the, the relations between North Korea and South Korea, they're the worst they've been since the Korean War right now. Things were better in the Trump years, but now since Biden came in, oh, it's, it's, it's gotten horrible. And then now Serbia and, and, and Kosovo, the things have, are erupting there. There's so many flashpoints right now, John. War is here. War is coming. More wars are going to erupt, I believe, even next year, 2023, I believe, will be a year of war. And as war comes... That's just going to make global famines worse. It's going to make everything worse. It's going to throw our world into a state of chaos. Well, you know, and I agree with everything you said, and I'll add to it. Isaiah 26, verse 9 says, When the inhabitants of the world, uh, uh, when, when, when the inhabitants of the world, well, doggone it, uh, I, this is one I have memorized, and I can't believe I'm twisting it up here. It says, it says uh, when, when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Also, Psalm 116, I think it's 17, I'm not sure, maybe 19, says something along the line, uh, when, you're right, when, you're, when your judgments are in the earth, uh, I, I will rise at midnight when your righteous judgments are in the earth and give praise to you when your righteous judgments are in the earth. Um, the Bible also says that uh, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Okay, so um, uh, there is no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. Even in the song um, Goodbye Vietnam by, you know, uh, uh, oh, doggone it, um, uh, uh, Billy Joel, uh, there's a lyric, uh, one of the lyrics in there says, uh, it was talking about the boys in, in the jungle uh, during the uh, you know war, and he says, and we cried out to Jesus Christ with all of our might. 
So, and then Acts 2, 17 through 21, the last, it says, you know, the verse before starts out, blood, fire, and vapor, smoke, and all those who call out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. By the way, that's a special event. Uh, so when a person's on their deathbed or at the very moment of leaving the earth and they're in a plane that is going straight toward the ocean, if they cry out to Jesus, God will save them, just like, the, you know, the Lord will save them. Uh, but um, for people that are, you know, intentionally disobedient, it ain't so straightforward. But anyway, um, all that being said, or just outright unbelievers, but um, uh, all that being said, I'm going to add a little bit more color to everything that you said. All right. So Colonel Douglas McGregor, who was the uh, military advisor under Trump, one of the most ingenious men in the world who is clearly up to speed on what's really going on in Russia and Ukraine. And the fact that they're, they are Nazis is a fact. They are. They are uh, Bandera Nazis. Bandera was famous for working with Hitler and slaughtering tens of thousands. He was part of the Holocaust. They have Bandera statues all over the Ukraine. They truly believe in Nazism. They do wear swastikas, and they have them tattooed all over their bodies. The Azov Battalion is extremely evil. They are pervasive and the largest and most highly respected and dangerous group in all of the Ukrainian army. They slaughter people, including their own people, and they launch uh, missile attacks continuously against their own infrastructure, their own hospitals, and their own uh, apartment buildings, and then they turn around and blame it on Russia. They are also the ones who are guilty for shooting uh, barrages of of, whatever, uh, armaments at uh, the, um, and I can't pronounce it, but it starts with a Z, the world's largest nuclear power plant. They're trying to blame everything on Russia. They're trying to cause a declaration of Article 4. It's not 5 that really is the most dangerous one. It's Article 4 is one that most wars are you know, launched against. Um, but anyway, uh, you're right about all of your analysis, but I, like I said, I'm adding a little bit more color. Um, I have a personal friend, uh, been a longtime listener of the program for over 10 years. Her name is Tatiana, and she is a Russian. She was uh, born and raised in Odessa, which is part of the Ukraine, and she was chased and tried to, they tried to kill her many times as she was growing up as a young girl in Odessa. Her mother is still there, and she talks to her on Skype all the time, and I'm constantly staying in touch with her to find out whether or not the power on, the power is off, and we pray uh, for her mother's safety. The Christian population in Ukraine is limited, but they are Orthodox Russians for the most part. And right now, Zelensky, who is a Nazi, is currently shutting down uh, all of the Russian Orthodox churches, just like Hitler did when he went around and shut down all the churches except for those that were complicit, e.g., the Catholic Church, uh, with uh, his agenda. All right, now all that being said, Colonel McGregor has made a public statement just not too many days ago, and the statement is as follows. The coming offensive phase of the conflict will provide a glimpse of the new Russian force that is emerging and its future capabilities. Its future capabilities. At this writing, 500, by the way, this is weeks ago, and it's a lot more than this by now. As of this writing, 540,000 Russian combat forces, by the way, these are not conscripts. These are full-time Russian Federation, fully trained, equivalent of United States Special Forces troops. And they have Chechnyans, entire humongous battalions of Chechnyans, who are the world's greatest door-to-door combat people in the world. Okay, now... They're unbeatable, they're unstoppable, and they're the ones who took over and won Mariupol. 
Now, all that being said, I have been watching all this stuff. He goes on to say, Colonel Colonel Douglas McGregor goes on to say, the numbers, uh, he, he says, uh, he says, oh, he says that the Russian combat forces are assembled in southern Ukraine, western Russia, and Belarus. So the entire country is surrounded, with the exception of the Polish border. The numbers continue to grow, but the numbers already include, listen to this, this is three weeks ago, 1,000 rocket artillery systems, thousands of tactical ballistic missiles, cruise missiles, and drones, plus 5,000 armored fighting vehicles, including at least 1,500 tanks, hundreds of manned fixed and wing attack aircraft, helicopters, and bombers. This new force has little in common with the Russian army that intervened nine months ago. All right. So what's also interesting to share with the audience right now, as as uh, because of my friendship with Tatiana and the insider information that she has been giving me all along about the reality of the war and not just what you would find out by doing some homework, uh, I have a far more information than what is available. And of course, she hooks me up because that's where she's from. Um, and she's living with her husband as, on a green card here uh, as a uh, Russian translator here in the United States right at the, at the moment. But anyway, um, she so she hooks me up with uh, telegram channels that are encrypted. Although Telegram has been broken into by the Global Santanic Crime Syndicate, and now and then you'll see a channel kind of disappear. Um, so they're, they're trying, but it, evidently it's very, very difficult because of the encrypted multi-server nature, global multi-server nature of Telegram and how it works. Now, all that being said, two of the most vociferous Russian sources of accurate information, because you will get no accurate information from the West ever, okay? I can tell you I have personally seen the Chechnyan troops walk into buildings and find American Special Forces soldiers inside the buildings where the Azov Nazi battalion personnel were found dead. They opened up their pockets, they pulled out their IDs on the videos, which I have personally seen, and they showed the camera, United States Special Forces, and CIA badges. So we are deep involved in the war as advisors, very similar to the dynamics that happened in Syria and other places in the world. So we are heavily involved with promoting Nazism. The World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, who's the world's most powerful Nazi, has uh, released his new logo at the G20, and it is a Nazi swastika encircled by lots of fancy swirly colors intended to distract the eye. However, if you look at it, it is very obvious that it is, in fact, a Nazi swastika. We have FEMA camps, which are death camps. We have incinerators that are located at all of the emergency operation centers in every county of the United States of America that were got purchased with grants for the purpose of a pandemic over 11 years ago. A four a two-foot-wide tree trunk thrown into one of these incinerators will vaporize in less than 15 seconds. They have FEMA camps and FEMA coffins. Some of them are much more powerful. Uh, the one when we had Doc Marquis on here, he said the one that he visited out in the uh, Mojave Desert. No, wait, it was somewhere out the west uh, in Nevada. He said that particular camp was designed to kill 40,000 Christians a day. Um, the um, 
but anyway, uh, the Russian dynamic is very interesting because Putin is lied about. Uh, Putin's actual history is he started out as a cab driver, a very poor man, during the, when the Russian collapse occurred after uh, the deal was cut with Gorbachev. When the wall came down, the Russian when the when the USSR turned into the Russian Federation in the 1990s for over a decade, they had the equivalent of the United States's uh, version of the Great Depression. And people were starving, standing in food lines, and it was the most horrible time that country has ever seen. Most people do not realize that the country of Russia lost over 27 million civilians during World War II. So anybody that's harsh on Russia just doesn't know their history. They don't get it. If I was Stalin, I probably would have taken the same position if I lost 27 million of my people. Now, that being said, when you know your history properly and you've got it straight, okay, then you start taking on a different perspective. The reason why Biden, who is not human, by the way, I have proof and I can show you if you want to see it. He is not human. He's being controlled by Obama. And it's well known, actually, and for those of us who have been following it and tracking it, and it's actually well known amongst the, the hallways of the White House. Um, but anyway, uh, and that's all part of the control grid, which I call the Global Santana Control Grid, which, by the way, Klaus Schwab is at the top of. But there's a whole bunch of agencies and such, like the Rhodes Roundtable. Don't get me going on the Blue Bloods. Don't get me going on, on the uh, royalty on the earth and all the other creepy stuff that works its way all the way up into the boardroom of Satan himself with the reptilians and the draconians, which, by the way, is what Hillary Clinton has. She's a nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian. But, she has the, but these entities, which are fallen angels, they're fallen uh, seraphim, they have the ability to manipulate. Einstein had said that, you, that we live in a uh, hologram, albeit a very convincing one. He was basing that on quantum mechanics or quantum physics, particle physics, and he's correct. We are in a hologram. What's interesting about these particular fallen angels, these reptilian beings, which were referred to as the Nakash and Genesis Free, according to a Michael Heiser, and you can study it yourself if you want to, a Michael Heiser white paper. They're very common. By the way, they're talked about vividly in the Testament of Reuben and the Testament of Amaran, which were part of the Dead Sea Scrolls. You what are you? I saw the eyes of a viper. We were sent to, to lord over mankind. I basically kind of summarized the Testament of Reuben. But anyway, um, the, the, so we got these that, – that movie, They Live, by the way, it's totally prophetic. I don't know if you're aware of this, but at the very end of the movie, most of these movies are highly, highly, highly prophetic. Most younger Christians think that they're program that it's satanic programming. I know that this is that may be part of it for some people, depending on where they are and their understanding. However, the real reality is, Titus one verse fifteen says, "To the pure, all things are pure." So how can that be? Well, that's because God is in control. So when you understand that dynamic, then you understand that even those things which God does on the earth or allows Satan to do on the earth are ultimately pure, because the net result is that souls will be saved. Now, all that being said, uh, right now, what's really interesting interesting and most unnerving was that Colonel McGregor, which I have audio clips on, I'm not going to play because I want to get you to keep going. And also, please, uh, when I turn the mic over to you, please share uh, the name of your book again and where people can go to get more information. But I do want to share this real quick. This is real important. Okay. I, I've been monitoring at least six dedicated Russian-based <clears throat> um, sources, and they have lots and lots of contacts. They have contacts with people that are in Donbass, which is made up of, you know, 
three different major locations, you know, including Mariupol and several other ones. But the Donbass is the region where the the most most of the Russian speakers speak. But also Odessa's heavy Russian, and they want to slaughter them all. They want them dead, and they they're very overt about it. And they kill them. They put them in the buildings. They set the buildings on fire. Fifty people die, burning to death, screaming. Children are on fire. This is stuff that's been going on for decades, and we have been backing it. Don't get me going on the on the bioweapons labs, which are some of the most evil labs that the that the United States is guilty of setting up. They have actually created drones that have the ability to, to drop uh, bubonic plague and um, uh, uh, smallpox uh, through mosquitoes uh, out of a little pouch, out of electronically activated pouch over the top of troops so they go down and sting people and kill people rapidly with exceedingly painful and agonizing diseases. We are involved in it. We have created it. We created the pandemic. Uh, Fauci was totally behind it. So was Obama. Uh, it, it is not a secret. I can I can hook you up with experts that were involved. I'm talking about people that were hired by uh, top secret in, in, people with top secret clearances that were involved in this in 2015 that have come clean. I've ordered one of the books of one of them that I saw on Alex Jones's program, which that was an amazing program. This guy knows he was involved. He was part of it. He had top secret clearance. He was called into all the labs. He thought he was serving the country. He knows about all of this stuff, and he talked about it vividly because he has a conscience. But anyway, right now, the most noteworthy thing about the forthcoming war with Russia, which we will never hear about in the West, because the West is intentionally being destroyed by Biden and Obama and the World Economic Forum for a purpose, because the Phoenix, the mythology behind the Phoenix, which, by the way, is captured by the Rosicrucian uh, in the 1600s, um, who is uh, uh, known as, uh, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name, uh, on the tip of my tongue, but I'm going to skip past it. But anyway, the point is, they, they've known about it, the plan to co- collapse the Phoenix bird, and out of the burning of the, when the Phoenix collapses, it burns, and then rises up from the phoenix um, a new a new state of the world call it a global reset 2.0 call it the new world order on the back of the dollar bill but that's what results so you take down the control of the united states oh it's called the new atlantis by sir francis bacon in the 1600s this is an anthology on the intended intentional future collapse and creation of the united states for the purpose of ushering in the satanic beast government of, of Revelation chapter 13. So this has been in the plans. The plans are in action right now. But what's really interesting is of the six channels that I have been following, two of which are exceedingly active, um, and and they have not been stopped by the Global Santanic Crime Syndicate at all. Okay, so they are, they're alive, they're well, because when one is stopped or, or blocked or taken out, you can tell. You can look at the channel, and it's all kind of it's, – it's obliterated. These are fine. Chronicles of the Conflict, that's one of them. That is uh, people that are you know in Russia. They are getting live film footage from the Chechnyan door-to-door camp combat troops and the people of Mariupol, the people of Lugansk, the people of Kherson. They're, so they're getting live video feeds, and you're able to actually see these things happening in real time. You're able to see the – uh, apartment buildings that were rebuilt by the Russians to house the the uh, murder murders of the Azov battalion from the Ukraine, the murders of the children, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of children have died. Um, uh, it's absolutely beyond horrible. It is a genocide. They are after Russians. They hate Russians' guts, and they have since World War II. 
and they are currently murdering people by untold numbers. I have seen the bombs. I have seen the people on fire. I have seen the dead bodies. I have seen the decapitated bodies, and I have seen the special forces uh, and United States military, CIA, because I was in the military, and I know doggone well that they were these are real credentials, and I've had I used to carry them for five years. So I, I know what I'm talking about. And that being said, uh, two of the most active Russian channels, the Chronicles of the Conflict and especially Intel Slava Z, which typically posts something to the effect of anywhere from 120 or so posts to 2,000 to 3,000 posts in any given day. And by the way, these are loaded with video. You will be able to see live in action all of the things that, that I'm talking about. By the way, all of this is backed by Colonel McGregor. All of this is uh, backed by Scott Ritter, who is an ex-CIA and ex... Um, he was the man that was responsible. He was the weapons inspector that was responsible for coming forward honestly and telling the world that there were not never going to be found any weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Because he was the weapons inspector. Well, guess what? He upset the pentagram. The pentagram. I'm sorry. Did I say pentagram? I meant pentagon. He upset the pentagram, pentagon, and then they ostracized him. Right now, as a Russian expert, Russian-speaking expert that was ex-CIA and the U.S. Marine Corps, he knows Russia better than anybody else. He was stationed inside of Russia and actually learned that they were real human beings, and he got a soft spot in his heart, and decided to come forward and tell, tell the world, which they still won't even let him back on Twitter, they to, told they, to tell the world what is really going on over there. And by the way, he totally agrees 100% with everything that Colonel Douglas McGregor has been saying as well. The fascinating cap on this interesting ribbon that I'm tying to this uh, dynamic is this. The two most vociferous channels for the Russian groups, Intel Slava Z and Chronicles of the Conflict, that give you actual live video of the depth of the corruption of the United States of Babylon the Great and their activity of genocide and slaughter in that country uh, for Satan himself and the Nazi regimes and the World Economic Forum. All right. Those two channels, Chronicles of the Conflict and Intel Slava Z, have suddenly stopped. Now, if you can't put the two and two together, you've got some brain damage going on. Sorry, but that's a fact. When the intel that's coming out of Russia stops, it means something's about to happen. According to Douglas MacArthur, uh, McGregor, uh, he said that the only thing that Russia was waiting for was the ground to freeze. The number one reason why the Nazis failed to take uh, Stalingrad was because their armaments, when they were blitzkrieging, their tanks and all of their equipment got stuck in the mud in the Ukraine. And everybody knows it that knows history. So the Russians right now are simply waiting. I've been monitoring with my weather bug on my, on my Android phone daily what the temperature has been, and it's been riding around 24 degrees or less, much lower in the, in the nighttime, and snowing. It's snowing in Moscow. It's snowing in the Ukraine. McGregor said give it about two weeks, and the mud should freeze, and at that point expect it to happen. McGregor's actual statement is uh, this is only about 60 seconds long, but I'll play it for you because I know you'll be very interested in it. I'm gonna play it right now. Here it comes. Oh, wait a minute! I gotta flip a switch. Hold on. Flipping a switch right now. Rocket artillery to systematically annihilate and destroy 
everything from command and control to the power grid, transportation infrastructure, you name it. And the Ukrainians are in very bad shape right now. I don't think they can sustain very many more strikes. And, and actually, millions of Ukrainians are being told by their own government, pack it up, move west, because we can't keep you in these cities. We can't heat the place. We can't protect them. And that's, of course, another positive development, because the Russians would prefer that these places don't have civilians in them. It makes right. it much easier to conduct operations. So I think you're going to see uh, massive offensives on at least two or three axes with a couple of hundred thousand troops on each one. We'll see what they do. They're going to cut off the Polish border from Kiev. So there'll be an enormous Russian force between the Polish border and Kiev. There'll be an enormous Russian force that encircles and cuts off and destroys what's left of the Ukrainian forces in the south. They'll come up from the south. This is almost a vice or a pincer movement with Kiev in the middle. Yeah. The last thing that they'll do is deal with Kiev. They want to annihilate the Ukrainian army. They talked about denazification for a long time. They're not going to rest until all of these Nazi formations that everyone apologizes for in the West are gone. And once they're gone, then they'll turn their attention to Kiev. Now, there is concern, growing concern in Moscow, that we would be foolish enough to take this 90,000-man coalition of the willing and try to rush into some part of Western Ukraine as the liberator or savior of what's left of Ukraine. And their assumption is that the Russians won't fight them. Well, the Russians obviously don't want a confrontation with us, but depending on how we do this and how far we're willing to go, we could end up losing those troops to enormous military power directed against them. We don't have the replacements. We don't have the fuel. We don't have the repair parts. We don't even have the ammunition anymore because we've given it all to Ukraine. And we're on our own. Poles, a few Romanians, and us. The rest of NATO is not interested in marching eastward into Russia. So it's a dangerous situation. They're aware of it. And that's another reason why they fear that if they do end up in a confrontation with us and they utterly destroy our force on the ground, that we will then turn to the use of nuclear weapons. That's the concern. He is being used. And anyway, that's uh, Andrew Napolitano, Judge Napolitano, interviewing Colonel Douglas McGregor. Um, and I have seen on Sputnik News some interesting articles that seem to indicate that Russia is reaching out for some type of an agreement. But I can tell you that that will never, 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 ever happen because the Obama-Biden WEF Global Satanic Crime Syndicate has no intention of that happening they want this to occur and that's why they're crippling the west so that we are lame duck and then uh rachel baxter was on our program several long years ago and she was given the title of the prophecy was world war three is coming there is going to be an event and there will be no turning back and in her prophecy she saw chicago nuked from the ground. I have an audio bite of an uh, uh, of an EOC manager. Uh, I hope you know an, an emergency operations center manager. There's one in every county of the United States, and he called a local radio show and he was told by the Department of Homeland Security that he had to get together information, tell them where all the ma- where they where they could put mass graves, 
what what would it take for them to inoculate over 400,000 people within 24 hours? What would they do if over 400,000 people walked on foot into his Indiana county? What would, what would they do with them? And how would you harden your fire stations and your police stations, et cetera? And they said, harden? What do you mean? And they said, well, you know, like a tornado, like like if there were high winds. Well, the only, you know, the, the, the EOC people and the, uh, you know, the manager and everything, as we were discussing it on the radio show 10 years ago, they, they were at a, they were like, we don't understand why they would ask those questions. I knew immediately it was a nuclear bomb, high winds, inoculate people with potassium iodide injections, 400,000 people walking on foot away from Chicago as it burns. And then Rachel Baxter comes along and she has that particular vision from the Lord, which I have a copy of. So I know that it's coming, and I have all the evidence to indicate, you know, that strongly indicates that it is going to happen. So it's queued up. And they will blame Russia, and they will use it. It'll be, it'll appear to the world, the whole world is going to think that Russia did it. But Russia didn't do it. Russia will get pushed by the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, the Obama World Economic Forum, Nazis, the real Nazis. We're not, we didn't just get involved in this. The evil part of the United States of Babylon the Great did not get involved with Nazis at Operation Paperclip. That is a, that's, a, that's a fallacy. We became Nazism. We actually had a Nazi party that was in, heavily active and very popular in the United States while Hitler was in power. Okay, so to suggest that the United States is somehow some freedom, set people free, you know, savior of the world, oligarch, whatever. No, it's not what the Bible says. It's not what the proof says. It's not what the history says. It is absolutely a false understanding of what this country was created for. Yes, are there good Christians in it? Absolutely. Yes, are a lot of them vulnerable? Absolutely. Yes, do a lot of people mean well? Absolutely. But what when we open our eyes and we seriously take a look at history and we understand that Henry Wallace, the vice president under Roosevelt, who's supposed to be a good president but was a 33rd degree Mason, Henry Wallace was a Satanist. He worked with a man by the name of Nicholas Rourke, and they're the ones who put the artwork on the back of the, the, the American dollar bill, which surprisingly still exists. But not so surprisingly to those of us who know that it is a satanic worship emblem talking about the establishment of the New World Order. And don't even get me going on all the symbolism because it would take about three hours to discuss. But the interesting dynamic that's in play right now is the fact that these Russian channels have suddenly gone quiet because that would be something that a local Russian channel that is supporting the conflict would do. They would want to cut off the intel feed. Because the mud froze. Turning the mic over to you, brother. Nah, I don't hear anything. Hold on a second. Wonder if... Nope, he's there. Nope, he's... Wait, something happened. My console. Maybe you got disconnected. Hold on a second. Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear Hello? me? Oh, yeah, Hello? yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? You sound great. Uh, it looks like maybe the blog talk radio disconnected you. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, um, I don't know how much you heard, but it's uh, it's pretty doggone interesting because it looks like we're drawing in real close to Russian bringing in their version of the final solution. But anyway, um, uh, I, I so I, I was kind of hoping to get 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 a get feedback. But if you got cut off, then maybe you didn't hear all that much of it. But I did play a little audio bite of General uh, Douglas. 
McGregor and Judge Napolitano discussing openly on YouTube uh, about the forthcoming Russian invasion, which is going to be astonishing. And they're not, you know, now granted, they're not going to they're not going to create scorched earth all over Ukraine because Putin it was raised up as a taxi cab driver. He was raised as a poor man, and he worked himself up through the ranks of the Kremlin during their Great Depression in the 90s. And he's actually a good, kind-hearted man. As a matter of fact, they just uh, uh, under Putin, they just made a mandate that states that there will not be allowed. They outlawed federally. Uh, as their their Duma, which is their Congress, has publicly outlawed any communication, media, news reports, statements that support wokeism, LGBT, LMNOPism, anything of the sort is now illegal in the Russian Federation. He is far more a Christian. Than Donald Trump, who, by the way, admitted on live television on a Christian television show that he had no reason to repent because he didn't have anything to repent for. So that's the big difference between DeSantis in Florida, who happens to be a super Christian, very vocal, him and his wife, him and his kids. They talk about Jesus. And he said, Florida is where woke comes to die. But at the end of the world at the end of the day I'm not saying Trump's a good guy, bad guy. I personally think he's part of the family if you're familiar with the family in the uh, Washington DC. They're a fake propped up Christian organization. They believe they're Christians, but they operate under the premise that they are ordained by God because Romans 13 says that God has placed all govern, government officials into power, which is true. However, they forget that God also places Nebuchadnezzar into power and puts the iron yoke of Babylon around his own people's neck. So they only talk about they tell everybody, hey, you're all ordained by God, and they all buy off on it. It's a twist of the scripture. It's satanic, and they have trillions of dollars of lobby money and control a large part of the government. And I believe with all of my heart, because Obama was part of that, all of the other presidents, you see them. I have photographs. I have videos. I know that they were part of it. Um, I suspect Trump is also a part of it. Uh, don't even get me going on the track record of the people that were laying hands on him in the White House. I ain't going to go there. God told me I'm not supposed to talk bad about because they might repent and then I'm in trouble. So I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to tell you something. That ain't a good group of evangelical Christians by any stretch of the imagination. So that being said, man, you know, the, the situation is really significant right now. Now, granted, I agree with everything you said, all your analysis, 100%, but there's like, I wanted to throw some sprinkles on top of your cupcake because there's additional information out there, and we are very close. Now, granted, it could change around. They could, you know, the Russians do not want to do this. They have been very vocal, but they have met with deaf ears. Every time we try to do something, every time I'm sorry, every time the Russians try to do something and reach out and say that we'd like to establish an agreement or whatever, opposite happens. Patriot missiles arrive. So they have been reaching out. They have made uh, uh, Sergei uh, Lavrov, no, 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 uh, Segovu, I forget, who's the head of their MOD, uh, made several appeals in front of the United States uh, United Nations uh, uh, Security Council, and guess what? Nobody showed up.
he was alone in the room. This is intentional, and they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. So anyway, um, you know, is, is, is this horrible stuff? Yes, but read Psalm 91. Is it, is it sad to think about a lot of people dying? Read Psalm 91. Know our Heavenly Father. And when you know our Heavenly Father and know that he is holy, 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 and his judgments are holy, 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 and he's doing what he has to do to bring in the multitudes, which is scaring them to death. And there are a lot of hard-headed people, including Christians, that will not respond, but you know this intimately, that will not respond until the bombs are going off in their own neighborhood, which soon enough, they will. But anyway, um, yeah, right now, who knows? This could drag on for a long time. We just really don't know. Maybe something will happen. Maybe God will call an audible. But so far, he hasn't. So far, he hasn't. Not a single thing, not any stadium full of evangelical Christians praying for Donald Trump, which, by the way, is a form of idolatry and pisses off our Heavenly Father. Um, but anyway, none of it has resulted in diddly squat. None of it. So right now, the only assumption we can make is that he that restrains until he's taken out of the way in Second Thessalonians 2, chapter 3, I mean, verse 3, it's, it's not restraining anymore. The pandemic was allowed by God. So at the end of the day, and the pandemic is the greatest onslaught and slaughter of mankind. The shots are v horribly deadly and are killing hundreds of thousands, and it's anticipated that it will be millions by the time the deaths are all tallied, and they're still shoving the doggone shots down on people. Um, but anyway, I can't believe it, but Michael just got disconnected again. I'll wait and see if he calls, because I want him to take the last 15 minutes. Hopefully you'll call right back. Um, there's got to be some electronic connectivity challenges here, but it it does happen. And I, I don't and I don't have any idea where Michael lives. He might live in kind of a distant place. A lot of a lot of folks that are as smart as he is uh, live in places like Montana, things like that. And sometimes Blog Talk Radio is not user friendly. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, that could be him. Six oh two. No, wait a minute. I don't know that. Wait a minute. Where's my notes? Where's my notes? Oh, there he is. Yay. I want to, I want him to roll, roll, roll this all up. Please share all your information with the folks. Where can they go to get more information? Give them the title of the latest book, please, um, and, and how they can get in touch with you um, and also some of the other stuff because you have like a library of incredible information for people to seek you out, follow up, learn a lot of things. The Prophecy Book is outstanding. Um, uh, uh, would you take the last 15 minutes to just kind of tie a bow on uh, the program, sh share a few thoughts, speculations if you have them, uh, whatever, and um, and be sure, please, to help people know where they can go to get as much information as possible because your work portfolio is absolutely outstanding, praise God, and very anointed. So anyway, I'm turning the rest of the show, the next 14 minutes, over to you, brother. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, my friend, and I apologize for that, my uh, phone connection here. I'm way up in the mountains, and, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, over a decade ago I worked in the heart of Washington, D.C. You think if you're going to impact the world that Washington, D.C. is a great place to do it, but God took me and my wife out of there, brought us to the mountains, and from the middle of nowhere we're literally t touching people all over the globe. But uh, one of the challenges sometimes is, 
you know, we're way up here in the mountains and my phone connection is uh, not uh, ideal and, and goes down once in a while. So anyway, um, but uh, yeah, the, the new book is entitled End Times, simply End Times. So if you go to Amazon.com and you type in End Times, Michael Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, it'll bring the new book right up. Or if you just go to Amazon.com and type in Michael Snyder, it'll bring all my books up. i got seven books there. Uh, several of them are specifically about the end times, including the prophecy book you mentioned earlier. But they're available there in paperback and the Kindle format. And then if you want to keep up with my work on a daily basis for the latest information that's coming out, then I encourage you to go to my websites, bookmark them, and check them on a daily basis uh, so you can get the latest updates. But there, there's three websites the Economic Collapse Blog, which is the economiccollapseblog.com. There's End of the American Dream, which was actually featured on Drudge Report a couple times here recently, but you can find that at endoftheamericandream.com. And then if you want to find all my articles in, in a single place, uh, you can just you can find them at the most important news at themostimportantnews.com. Um, and so encourage people to bookmark those sites, visit them regularly because uh, you know you're you're not getting the truth, of course, in the mainstream media. But then if you're you know this time of the year, you know if you're looking, but you know some people if you say oh go visit this website, go visit that website, if you're trying to wake people up, you know it's hard because they're you know maybe they'll go and read one article, but you know. One of the best ways to, uh, to wake people up is to give them something, whether a book or a DVD, something they can hold in their hands. And this time of year, people are accustomed to receiving gifts. You know, they're like, oh, thank you so much, happy holidays, whatever. So if you want to wake people up, get my latest book, put it into their hands, help me. Because number one, you get the book, it helps support uh, my ministry. Number two, it's going to wake people up. It's going to get people saved. It's so that uh, you know, I, I didn't write this book just to entertain people, but to to, to as a ministry tool. To to wake people up, to get people to understand that we really are living in the end times. And, John, I want people to understand that we're moving toward a convergence. In the book, I go all the way back to the time of Ezekiel. And from the scriptures, I track, you know, the real, the real Shemitah cycle calendar all the way up to the present time, the real Jubilee cycle calendar all the way up to the present time. We're headed toward a convergence, and people understand we don't have time to go through it all uh, this evening on this program, but it's in the book, and it's going to blow you away, the information that I put in the book. You know, I'm, I, in, the, in the book, I also talk about the red heifers, the five red heifers that were just brought to the land of Israel, the push for a Palestinian state, what the Biden administration has been doing there, and, and how that's affecting things. In the book, I talk about, I have a, ch a chapter called Jesus and the Mahdi. You know, with, you know, and you know, because uh, Islam, they're expecting, they're expecting two characters to come on the scene, just like we are in the Book of Revelation. We're expecting the Antichrist and the False Prophet. The Islam is expecting two characters. They're expecting Jesus to come back, and they're expecting the Mahdi to come with them. You know, in the book, I talk about the the two witnesses and develop and developments there, and things that we're watching for with that. I, I talk about a, 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 a potentially supernatural sign that we just witnessed on the Temple Mount that hardly anybody knows about. That just happened during a, a very important uh, uh, biblical festival, you know, um, uh, and so much is going on. You know, I, I talk about the famines. In fact, I just posted an article, John, that, that the price of uh, vegetables in the United States went, went up 38% in November. And when I first saw that figure, I said, you know, that, 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 that must be for 12 months, right? That must be for that, – that they've gone up by 38% over a year, Right. And so I went to the BLS website, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I pulled up the number. 
I pulled up the chart, and it was actually so the price of vegetables went up 38% from October to November in one month. For the year now, it's over 80% in terms of the price increase, but it's accelerating with the 38% in just one month. So this is where we're at. 30, you know, where where global food supplies are getting tighter, prices are increasing. That people are dropping dead from starvation in Eastern Africa right now. More than seven million animals have already died because of the drought and starvation in Eastern Africa. And actually, that number is a little bit old right now, but this is happening. The famines talk, that Jesus talked about, talked about in the Book of Revelation, are happening. Uh, and, and meanwhile, we're seeing mass extinctions, which I talk about in the new book, all over the globe. We're seeing mass deaths of insects and birds and fish and plankton. And, and uh, of course, now he, uh, lots and lots of humans are starting to die as well, which we're seeing more people drop, suddenly drop dead in the news every single day, and especially when it's the heart or when it's blood clots. We know exactly what's causing that. And then, of course, all that uh, that's been going on it's perfectly primed humanity for all sorts of different pestilences of all sorts to, to absolutely run rampant uh in the years ahead so this is where we're at but uh but but uh, there's so much more we don't have time to go over it all tonight but in 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 the book i described the battle for pittsburgh because i was shown and i i have a number of things i was shown in the book but i was shown the battle for pittsburgh i was shown u.s uh, uh, uh forces and Russian forces battling for Pittsburgh. Now, this comes after the nuclear war. This comes after China has invaded on the West Coast. Russia has invaded on the East Coast. If you don't understand these things, get my books, and you'll understand what's coming in our future. But uh, I actually saw Russian forces on the ground fighting, winning the battle for Pittsburgh because we were losing. So if you want, if you want the f- full details on that, you, we don't have time tonight. You're going to have to get the book because we only have a couple minutes left here. But this is coming. Uh, nuclear war is coming. Famines, because uh, what? War and famines, they always go together, and, and we see that. We see that in Matthew 24. We see that in the book of Revelation. These things are coming. More pestilences are coming. I talk about this in the book as well. I mean, in fact, what we've been through so far, it's just the tip of the iceberg, the whole COVID thing, the bird flu pandemic. The bird flu pandemic just erupted this year, uh, but it's already killed more than 50 million chickens and turkeys in the United States, nearly that number in Europe. So you add those numbers together, that's about 100 million chickens and turkeys dead in the United States and Europe alone. That's one, one reason why the price of eggs in the United States has gone up by 244% over the past 12 months. And that's right from the BLS, right from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So these numbers are there. And people need to understand uh, food supplies are going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. People need to stock up. People need to stockpile because this thing is real. And people say, well, what do I need, a few weeks of of food and supplies, uh, you know, a few months? No. Basically, you need as much food and uh, and emergency supplies. I, I would stockpile everything that you use on a regular basis, and you need as much of it for as long as you and your family plan to stay alive and everyone else that's going to be depending on you as well, by the way, because, you know, all those people that all these years you've been trying to warn and you've been trying to wake up and they didn't get prepared. So, you know, when things get crazy, what are they going to do? They're going to come knock on your door and they're going to want to stay with you. So you, are you going to turn them out into the cold or are you going to take care of them, especially if it's your extended family? Of course, you're going to probably take care of them. So you're going to need food and supplies for them for as long as you want them to stay alive too. So we're talking about a, 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 a lot of food and supplies. 
so this isn't something you can go, oh, uh, this weekend I'm going to go stock up on some food. I'll be all right. No, that's not how it works. People need to understand. But this is where we're at. You know, this is, you know America is headed for judgment. And, and you know, the, the only way out would have been repentance. The only way out would have been turning back to God. But that didn't happen. Instead, we've seen the opposite of repentance. If you go back to 1988, survey found in 1988, 11% of Americans supported gay marriage. Now it's 70% of Americans supported gay marriage. You know, you look at abortion. You know, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Oh, well, yay, isn't that great? But then surveys found that the percentage of Americans supporting abortion uh, actually surged to an all-time high. About two-thirds of all Americans support Roe versus Wade. About uh, in roughly that number want legal abortion. But then uh, among the, the the percentage that wants abortion not to be legal in every circumstance, the the majority of them want only only want abortion to be illegal in certain circumstances. They only want certain restrictions on it. And 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 if you and in fact the poll numbers have found in terms of the percentage of Americans that want abortion banned in all circumstances, it's just five percent. Five percent, you know. And, and that, to me, that's an incredibly sad thing. But but that's where we're at. Even the pro-life people want abortion. Most of them want abortion to be legal at least part of the time. So this is where we're at. This is where we're heading. You know. And as John alluded to earlier in the program, the stage is being set for a great deception. The stage is being set for a deception of absolutely epic proportions. And as it describes in the trumpets, if you go back and read the book of Revelation, read the fifth and sixth trumpets over and over and over again until you get it, because what it describes is actually a, an invasion of demonic forces led by the Antichrist of this planet, and that's going to come you know, after nuclear war, after the famines, after so many things when humanity's at their lowest point. We're going to literally have an invasion. People are going to think it's the beings from another planet, but it's not going to be. It's actually going to be demonic forces, uh, uh, ultimately led by uh, the Antichrist, the beast that ascends out of the abyss. And, and, and people are like, oh, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. First of all, read the book of Revelation again, and then get my books, and then you'll understand, okay? Because all these things are coming. These things are real, you know, and people, people need to start – understand you know looking at the people who have a track record because as john alluded to early in the program there's a lot of false people out there you know that had all these prophetic dreams and visions supposedly um actually completely false he said donald trump's going to come back and, and he's going to be reinstalled no false you know and, and they don't have a track record but go back and look at my track record go back and look at the track record of the people i write about in my books and time after time after time, we're being proven right. God has warned us for decades what's coming. I'm trying my best to warn people, wake people up. Sometimes I feel like I'm hitting my head into a brick wall, but it's happening. It's real. We have a track record. So if you want the truth, get the books. Go to my websites because very, very few people are telling you the truth these days. Wow. That is an outstanding summary. Holy Spirit anointed, if there ever was one, praise God. And uh, everything you said is absolutely right on the money. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, and I just cannot thank you more for joining us tonight. What a blessing to have such an awesome amount of uh, accurate information 
that is so relevant to the days that we're in right now and so relevant to the calling of those of us who don't want to have our branches hewn down and cast into the fire. We want to bear fruit. So be on your knees in prayer. Seek the Lord uh, and uh, draw in close and become intimate with Jesus because these are prerequisites to being able to deal with and also to contribute in a an anointed manner uh, to the saving of souls in the days ahead. Praise God. So thank you so much, Brother Michael, for joining us tonight. It, again, it has been an action-packed, jammed, uh, information-filled show, and uh, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. God bless you, and I pray in Jesus' name that you have a very merry Lord Jesus Christ holiday. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Powerful program. Thank you, my friend. Uh, the hour and a half went by very rapidly, but hopefully we uh, blessed a lot of people and encouraged people. Please help support our work. Go to Amazon, type in End Times Michael Snyder, get the book, and share it with as many people as you can. Amen. I couldn't I couldn't have said it better, and it is a wonderful, powerful witnessing tool. People need to know. Thank you so much. God bless you, folks. Uh, and, and thank you, Michael. Uh, folks, uh, it's uh, Wednesday, December the 14th. Like I said, I will be visiting my family the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th. I will try to get some uh, best of shows up, uh, but I will uh, tell you that it's going to be very difficult. My sister doesn't have live Internet. i got to pull some strings out of my you know, my my Jesus filled that. Anyway, God bless you all for joining us. Uh, we will be seeing you soon. Uh, everything will be back on full-time schedule as of December the 27th. And uh, we just give all the glory to God. Um, it, 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 we're, we live in very exciting times. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Brother Michael. God bless you all.
Children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. 